Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since last night. We had a fantastic show last night. Everything you could want in a program. Um, we have so much going on this evening. Uh, story after story today. So much going on in the headlines. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors, and audience. You guys are all incredible. The show is listened to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. And a lot planned for the future of the Rory Sauter Show. Um, we're signing deals with various networks. Uh, we just got on uh, Freedom First Network. Big shout out to them. I want to thank them. They are an amazing establishment and company. Um, we are going to be starting here at Salem in the next week or two. I, I've been on pause with that because of uh, the whole Corona thing has had their studios affected in Arizona. So we're, we're waiting on that. Um, but, guys, yeah, and, and I keep um, telling you that I will be coming out with my media site either by the end of this week or early next week. Um, it's looking fantastic. It really is. And we will be having uh, people doing their own shows, radio, TV, 24-7 breaking news coverage, all that fun jazz. Um, I also have a really big announcement tonight. I did not uh, tell you guys yesterday, but I will be telling you now. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Most of you already know. And I posted last week, I am running for U.S. Congress in 2022, in two years, in Arizona District 6, which covers Scottsdale, uh, parts of Phoenix, Cave Creek, Paradise Valley, Fountain Hills, uh, some of the highly uh, nice and uh, quality areas. I mean, and the guy in there right now is just a complete uh, rhino, just an utter failure, a jerk-off, no personality, uh, just, uh, just a cuck. You know, I, I don't know how to describe him. Very, very dorky, I, uh, you know, and, and doesn't care about uh, his fans or his constituents. I mean, I don't, he doesn't have any fans. He doesn't care about his voters, though. He doesn't, he doesn't care about the people around him. I mean, and he's very brief in conversation. There's just not much to the guy. Um, he's your typical, you know, I mean, the way he acts, the way he dresses. I mean, just like the, the politician type. I mean, there's no other way to describe him. And I'll tell you what. Um, I'm just fed up because we deserve such be- be- much better. I mean, the kind of leadership that Arizona should strive should strive for is, is you know, things that um, are, are as conservative as possible. I mean, we don't we don't want these fake phonies, uh, you know, serving us. I mean, that's just that's just not in the cards if we want our country back. If we want to, you know, make uh, American values and and tra- traditional morals a, a huge thing. You know, if we, if we want to go back to where Western civilization was, uh, we need as many outsiders in these seats as possible. We need fresh blood. And those are just the facts here. And I'll tell you what, when I get in there, I'm going to talk to voters like they're my friends, not like they're peasants. I'm not going to treat them like they're another number. I'm going lo- to look at them in the eye. I'm going to have conversations with them. I'm going I'm to, you know, understand what's on their m- mind. And, and what's going through their head and what, what they actually want to want to accomplish. You know, I, I'm not going into this for money. I'm, I'm fine financially. That, that's not, that, that's not where my priorities are. My priorities are going in there and, and fixing this broken, broken, broken swamp. I mean, you know, we're seeing so many people that are leading the way and taking action and, and you know, really uh, pursuing 
um, you know, this route uh, because Trump has opened the door and I've, uh, for, for so many outsiders. And I've said many times on my show that the days of the politician are extremely limited, extremely limited. I mean, on both sides of the aisle, whether you love, whether you love Trump or you hate Trump, he's opened people's eyes to what's going on. And you know what? It, it's, it's a, it's a nice thing to watch. It really is. And, uh, you know, my motto and my slogan for this campaign, I don't care what you did yesterday. I care about what you are doing today. I want to know what you're doing now to better yourself. I want to know how you're fixing your current situation. I want to know what your goals are. I, you know, forget about the past. You know, what happened has already happened. You know, and I'm sick of people, you know, that are trying to come out with, you know, different uh, constant uh, ludicrous things that people said 30 years ago. I mean, how is it, how is that relevant? I mean, we always say in life, people can change for the better. People can always improve. People can always, you know, um, I mean, that's just a fact, but it's, it's crazy how PC culture has taken over. I mean, it has, I mean, it's, it's ruined people's lives. I mean, whether you're on the right or left, I mean, they see one little comment you made years ago and your whole life is ruined. What do, I mean, what's, what's going on? I mean, I remember back in the, back in the day, th- this was never really much of an issue, the whole cancel culture thing. Um, but since social media went, in, went into effect years ago and, and has had such a big impact, it, it, it's really started a, a nasty trend. You know, it's, it, it's, it's quite something. And it's, it's very dangerous. When you're messing with free speech, uh, that's nothing to play around with. I mean, you, you're really... Um, crossing a whole nother level and, and, and a boundary that like no other. I mean, it's, it's, it's pure insanity. It really is. And, and I will tell you this, guys, and everybody who listens to my radio show knows this. I am one of the most unfiltered, outspoken people probably on this earth. And you know what? Probably one of the most outspoken, unfiltered candidates to ever run for office. I mean, I will master the media and play them like a fiddle. I mean, they, they, they don't even know what's coming. I mean, the publicity stunts I'll pull, the marketing tactics. I mean, there's so many ways you can defeat the media. And you know what? I'm going to get my fan base so riled up, so pumped up. They're going to jump up and down. I'm going to come out on stage. I'm going to do my dance. going to have, you know, 80s music blasting. I'm going to have a different outfit on, a funky outfit every single event. I'm going to do events twice a week. And I'm going I'm to make sure that the whole world knows who Rory Sodder is. Oh, and they will. They will. You, will. you will know who I am. Everyone. CNN, MSDNC, everyone. Fox News. Oh, well, of course, Fox News. But, I mean, they're, they're going to they're gonna look at me like an obsession. I mean, they're, 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 they're not going to – it's going to be a drug for them. And that's the reality. I mean, it, it's, like, it's like more. Give me some more. Give me some more. They're going to always want to know what I'm going to say next. And I'm going to be very professional about it, but I'm also going to be very quick about it, too. If anybody asks me any dumbass questions, they're going to get humiliated in front of the camera, and I'm going to destroy their credibility. If anyone tries to pull any fast ones on me, they're, going to, they're in for a, a rude awakening. And I, I, I welcome any heckler to come, at, to come on, you know, come to the event, you know, talk whatever shit you want, but I'm going to give it right back to you, except 100 times harder. 
those are those those are the facts you know uh, i am i am just um i'm pumped i've never felt more excited um and i know what i have to do i know what needs to be done and uh this is this is a huge step and i'll tell you all all my big fan base on my radio platform uh has helped me get to this point where uh you know congress is a, is a huge is a huge option and and i really think uh, there, there's not much competition right now uh, in, ter- in terms of what I'm looking at. I, I wouldn't have anybody that would prevent me from winning. I mean, there's, there's really, I mean, you got that career politician in there. That's it. And he's, he's just boring he, and he's done nothing. There's, there's nothing he has accomplished. And I'm not kidding guys. And he, he never liked Trump by the way, until Trump became president, he was anti-Trump until Trump won. And then he jumped on the bandwagon like everybody else. You know, and it also blow, it blows my mind how, how these people get elected. I mean, I'm, you know, and, and I was talking with uh, a friend the other day about this who's going to be on the show with us tonight, U.S. congressional candidate from Arizona, Josh Barnett. But we were talking, and it's sad how some people vote just by recognizing the name. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll see something on a ballot, and just because they recognize the name, they'll just, they'll just checkmark it without doing any research or doing any sort, of, any sort of thorough investigation in regards to policy. And that's, that's crazy, you know. Um, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, guys, let, let's get into it. Um, I hope wherever you are, uh, your week is going very well. I hope it's productive. I hope it's going accordingly. Um, the weekend is approaching, which is always a huge relief. Uh, we are still living, I'll tell you, it seems like in zombie, zombie times, with, you know, this fake corona scamdemic, all the bullshit rioting. I'm sick of the violence. Like there's, they, there's so many distractions. There's so many things that we have to focus our minds on. And it, it's just, it, I'll tell you what, my head spins like crazy when I have to keep up with the news every 15 minutes because it's my job. But I'll tell you, sometimes you just want to take a break, but I, I can't, I can't. I, and it's sad. It's really sad to read and witness some of the things. I mean, if, if you want to have the most violent, most craziest movie of all time, we might as well call it 2020, because I've never seen anything like what's going on right now. I mean, this is, this is crazier than any movie I've ever seen. And I say that a lot. I know I say this on the show all the time, but it's just like I could literally go on TikTok. I could go on YouTube all day, and I could watch this crap that's, that, that's going on in the streets. Not, not saying I find it – I mean, well, obviously, it is somewhat entertaining – you know, but it, it, it's more appalling than anything. I think we watch this and we're just like, wow. Like, it's, it's, and it, we, you know, and, and I laugh because it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, the way these people are acting, I mean, this is something, you know, I, I just could have never ima- imagined it getting this far. It's like the 60s, except worse in, in, many, in many cases. Um, but, yeah, guys, uh, a lot to get to, a lot of people on the panel. Um, I just want to go uh, through some things real quick. Um, let's see here. So President Trump um, did an interview the other day uh, with Laura Ingram. And, you know, China is trying to, at this point, I, you know, they're, you know they're, they're portraying a narrative, acting like they're okay. They're doing all these amazing things. Their, their economy is great. Um, but in reality, they're, they're suffering. You know, Trump is putting the tariffs back on. Uh, Trump is holding them accountable. Uh, they are not getting away 
with, with, what, with, what, with what a lot of people think they're getting away with. There's going to be hell to pay, and there, there already is. I mean, look at some of their financial markets. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but, you know, we see, for instance, which draws a lot of confusion, and it's just propaganda, um, like those parties. I mean, those viral videos that are coming from uh, Wuhan, I mean, and people gathering together. First of all, I don't believe that. I, I just don't. I, I don't believe it was taken recently. I mean, obviously the video is from Wuhan, but there's just so much more going on there. There's so much more. And I mean, their death rate, I mean, they don't care about killing their own people, but we all saw, you know, I mean, it, their death rate is terrible compared to ours. I mean, look at, look at what we ended up with. You know, they tried to say all this astronomical crazy number initially in the beginning. And now we find out it's only under, under 10,000 deaths, most with pre-existing conditions. And if that doesn't make you livid, I mean, we shut – think about that. Let that go through go, – go to your head for a second. Like, like, take that in. How can we shut an entire economy for something that is probably the most – I mean, it's, it's the most least – the least severe uh, – epidemic i think we've ever dealt with i mean it's nowhere near as as bad as uh i mean there's so many t other worse ones sars uh, uh h1n1 um aids did we ever shut down the economy for all that no and what about the flu i mean what about all these people that died from the flu we never shut the economy down i mean this is stupid this is and this we should have more patriots I don't know what the answer is, but we need to get in the streets. I mean, look at what they're doing um, overseas right now. I forget where it is. Maybe somebody can remind me. Maybe was it, was it Berlin where they're out there trying to protest the whole face mask bullshit because they know it's bunk. They know it's a lie. They know their government set them up. I, I, mean, I mean, guys, I mean, we should not have to live in a society filled with fear-mongering and, and brainwashing tactics. I mean, from day one, they have destroyed life after life in our country with, with how these politicians have handled it. And, and you know what? I just I, – I can't, I can't get over the anger. I can't. I mean, you know, we're just, we're just supposed to accept it. I mean, that's really that's – really, I mean, is that what we're going to do? And now all this voter fraud bullshit – can't, you know, can't vote in person, but Nancy Smelly Pelosi can go get her hair done in a barbershop in person? I mean, what, the, what, are, we, what are we doing? I mean, this is, this is out of control. This is all a big, big distraction from what's really going on behind the scenes, from what's really going on. And, I'll, and I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. I believe that the Democrat politicians and even some Republican politicians – are involved with China in this whole scamdemic. And I hate to say that, but think about everything they tried that didn't work. They tried Ukraine. They tried Russia. They tried racism. They tried everything to get rid of Trump. And their last resort was destroying the economy. That was their last resort, destroying the economy. And they did it. Look at all, look at all the dirty donors. Look at all the foreign interests that donate uh, from China, that donate to these politicians in America. I mean, look at all the universities that China has all the influence over. I can tell you what, though. Ch China, you know, China, they're good actors. They are good actors because they're pissed. 
Nobody's ever defeated them like Trump has with trade. And that's the only reason they reacted in the way they did. Um, you know, this is something that President Trump recommended the other day, and I think we need to. I think this needs to happen. Uh, drug testing Joe Biden before the debates, because we all know, and, and a lot of people are very aware of this. Um, they will give some of these older people running. Uh, they've done it with many presidents. Uh, different enhancements, different things that can boost their energy, uh, make them stand on on you know on their feet properly. Uh, you know, make sure that they're on par with, with their speeches. So, uh, you know, and that's, that's obviously cheating. If, if somebody can't do their job sober and they need something, I, I mean, how can you run a country? How, how is that realistic or logical? I mean, I think, it, I think we need to. I mean, think about how many politicians or presidents during debates in the past have probably been on drugs. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how many, but there, there has. There definitely has. Do you think Hillary, do you think Hillary, you know, wasn't taking something? Of course she was. You know, cause, and here, here's what's weird is, you know, Biden, I don't know. I mean, pretty much majority of the time he sounds like he's about to, you know, he's, it sounds like he's about to die. I mean, it sounds like his brain is about to just completely evaporate. He, he sounds, sounds like a guy in a nursing home, dementia. Uh, then, then there's that one or two times where you see him and he's polished and makes you think, is he, are, they, are they giving him something during some of these speeches? I don't know. I mean, he also, he may, for the most part, he makes him just a moron out of himself when he, when he talks in general. But there are those times where you're like, wow, you know, kind of, kind of shocked. So I don't know. But Trump, Trump makes a good point. I, I think we should. And in these debates, you know, what really pissed me off, is out of all people to moderate it. Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? I mean, can you get more, any more anti-Trump than that? He hates Trump. He's going to give Biden all the easy questions, and Trump's going to get all the hard ones. That's what's going to happen. I, I, just, I just see this disaster. I, I can already see it. Ha- I, mean, I mean, it's going to be crazy. And this is going to be like no debate we've ever seen before. It's going to be so unprofessional, and we're all going to have to – it's going to be like a Zoom call. I mean, what the – or are they actually going to be on a debate stage? To me, from what I read, it sounded like a Zoom, like a Zoom scenario. Um, I'll tell you, technology these days. Um, you know, speaking of all the divisiveness and BLM and all that crap, um, they're, they're invading the, just the wrong, wrong areas. And pretty soon, um, people aren't going to take it anymore. People are already starting to uh, shoot back and react and, and give them a taste of their own medicine. But, I mean, going to places like Graceland, where Elvis is from, and vandalizing it, going to monuments of history and destroying it, I mean, burning down churches, go, go, you know, you, you guys got some balls going in the suburbs trying to play this little, this little uh, you know, got you game. It ain't going to fly. You know, you can, you can play around in, in the city. You know, you, you, got, you got your protection down there. The cops won't do anything to you. But you go up to the suburbs, you're going to get about, about 100 shots to the head for, if you go to the wrong door. And they're going to – I mean, these people have no limits. They have no boundaries. They'll go to whatever extreme is necessary. They're out of control. These are terrorists. And, you know, we, we keep hearing every single day – 
every single day, you know, it seems like it's shooting after shooting. I mean, when does it end? When does it end? It almost seems like these are, I mean, they, they aren't, they aren't set up. They, they aren't planned, but it almost seems like they are. It seems like it's scripted. It seems like it's the new trend. I mean, and every single time without knowing any of the evidence, you've got all these liberals that scream racism. Just because a black guy gets shot, they scream racism without knowing any of the facts. And we, let's, 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 but let's face the truth. 99% of the time, these, these shootings are justi- justified. Like I said before on my show yesterday, we've always, in, in every industry, have had crooked apples, have had bad apples. That doesn't define or generalize the entirety of the situation, though. You know, whatever the, the, the little jackass's name that got shot yesterday, who's the jackass that was flashing the gun? They released the video. He was, he, he was in a car with his buddy with masks on, flashing guns you know, dancing to the typical, rapping to the typical bitches and hoes songs, you know, you know what I mean, all that rap garbage gibberish lyrics that we're trying to teach children, which is just disgusting, I mean, and, and it's just the Ebonics, I mean, it's so, un, so uneducated, I'm just like, I'm tired of it, I'm tired of the, and, and they're going out looking for trouble, it's like, you know what, there's, there's, there's nothing, um, that these officers, in terms of lately, um, have done that's in the wrong. I mean, all these shootings lately have been 100% justified. And cops are scared to do their job. What do you think is going to happen when you have a gun and you're gonna, about to point it at an officer? Or you're going to go into your car and get your knife? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're just going to stand there like a goddamn snowman? No, they're not. And then you've got Hollywood, who doesn't help at all. You know what? Let's face the fact. Hollywood is racist. Hollywood has white guilt. Hollywood is and, – and it's the same with these sports stars. I mean, they're racist, too. They're part of the problem. I mean, all, all this different it's, – it's, it's one after the other. You know, you've got LeBron James, who I wish would just shut the hell up. And then you've got all these smelly feminists in Hollywood who never stop yapping. Then you've got all these – soy boy liberal Hollywood male actors. I mean, come on. You know, I could go and I could tear these people apart one by one. But what, why waste my breath on them? Why waste my breath? Bottom line, people need to stop getting their information from these athletes and these Hollywood people. And actually look at the video yourself. Do your own research. Stop listening to biased reporting like CNN. who's agenda-driven. They don't care about the facts. They don't care about the truth. That's not what they're there for. They're there for money. They're there to create a divisive narrative. You know, and it's just we need to really calm down as a nation. We need to really just pause, stop, reflect, because it really, we all bleed the same blood. And the Democrats, how they divide people, and they've been doing it forever, is by race. That's how they do things. You know, in Hollywood, they were even talking about, there was an article on Breibart uh, in regards to Hollywood. Um, you know, the situation with that, there was the Star Wars movie. Uh, the black guy is now claiming that he was treated terribly. I mean, I, I know who you guys, I forget his name, but he was the, st- the stormtrooper. And you guys, you know, he was all over the headlines when the movie came out. But apparently he was experiencing a bunch of racism from white liberals on the set. 
And I've heard so many stories from, from other black people in Hollywood that encounter the same thing. They, these white actor, actors, these liberals, put these black people in boxes, and they have all this white guilt, and they try to tr- treat them like they're not human. And they treat them like they're, you know, pets. I mean, it's really just sick stuff, and they, they use them as pawns. They use, they use them as a political message. They don't care about black lives. They don't. Um, Twitter and Facebook, you know, we really need to pay attention to big tech. Um, this is not a joke anymore. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg talking about interfering with the election. He says he will not allow um, any ads a week before the election. I mean, if that's not tampering, then I don't know what is. I mean, that should be a crime right there. Him and his cronies, that little monopoly of his. I mean, come on. This, it's, it's just getting absurd already. I mean, I know, I know technology better than anybody. I build apps. I build tracking devices. I build everything technology. I can do anything and everything. And I can tell you with 100% certainty, the biggest uh, threat we face as a nation is, is big tech. That's it. I mean, that's not it. That's not the only thing, but that's the big one, especially where we are now. Look at all the fake news going around on timelines. Look at all the people that are naive enough to share fake news. I mean, it, it's just it's become a terrible, uh, disgusting cesspool. It really has. And, you know, Jack Dorsey and, and Zuckerberg not allowing uh, people to have their own opinions about Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, if you, if you try to defend him, they will block you or try to call you fake news. I mean, these people, you know, but a liberal and all these terrorists can say whatever shit they want and nothing ever happens to them. It's the biggest double standard on earth. Speaking of double standard, um, Joy Reid, did, did anybody see what Joy Reid said the other day? I mean, can you, about Muslims trying to compare Trump's base to Muslim terrorists. If somebody ever at Fox News ever said that about a Democrat or any, or, you know, they, they would be out of a job. They wouldn't have a platform left. I mean, they go after people, they go after conservatives for the smallest things, but the liberals get a pass. The liberals get another day. They get to keep their life. They get to keep their job. Nothing happened to Chris Cuomo either, admitting that he's been sexually harassing women. Nothing happens to him. Joy Reid compares Trump supporters to Muslim terrorists. Nothing happens to her. Enough already. Stop generalizing. Stop generalizing. Stop stereotyping. I mean, just it's, it's getting out of control. It really is. And, you know, Lynn Wood, uh, who's one of the most powerful lawyers in, a, in, a, in the world, uh, you know, he represented uh, Richard Jewell, which was a great movie, by the way. I recommend everybody see that. It came out last year. Uh, Clint Eastwood directed it. Uh, anyways, the guy was framed. I'm sure a lot of you know the story. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he was proven to be innocent. Um, and he's also defended Nick Sandman, the, the kid involved with uh, Covington High School in, out of Kentucky, uh, who, gave a phenomenal, who gave a phenomenal speech at the RNC, by the way. But, yeah, I mean, uh, this guy, this lawyer said he's going to take Twitter down. And all these people calling uh, Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist, get ready for your day in court. You guys are screwed. I mean, it's coming. Those lawsuits, I mean, he's going to be more rich than Nick Sandman. And we all know how much money Nick Sandman got. It's a lot, more than any, any salary at CNN, I can tell you that much. And it, it, it's insane. Um, let's see here. You know, I didn't talk about this much last week. and um, This is the last thing I'm going to get to before we um, 
before we get to everybody on the panel. But after the RNC, did anybody notice how these vultures come out of nowhere, these thugs, and start attacking people like Rand Paul? I mean, these videos are just, they're disturbing. Vernon Jones, all these different people that attended uh, Trump's speech last Thursday. I mean, literally, I mean, if the police would, would not have been there, uh, there could have been a lot of damage. And, you know, this whole narrative of defund the police and, you know, the Democrats not condemning this sort of uh, behavior, uh, it just, it's not acceptable. I mean, and, and it's only going to make things worse. And it's going to, um, and it's, it's going to make their, their supporters even more radical and more violent. And, and these people aren't even getting charged. I mean, House Republicans had to, had to launch an investigation. And there's, I mean, I don't know where that investigation is going to go. I'm not, I'm not going to hold my breath, but Jesus Christ. Good Lord. It's, it's out of control. Um, last thing, last thing I want to I talk about. And, you know, this, this goes into the indoctrination that I've been talking about on my show for so long. California just passed a law, sickly lessens the sentence and, and makes it a lesser offense and, and not, not as serious if a child is willing to engage in sexual activities with adults. I told people all along that pedophilia was next on the Democrats' list, and you know what? I was right. You know, it, it started with the tranny uh, drag queen story hour. Then you've got all these hundred different genders. You've got the bathroom obsession. Um, I mean, it, it never ends. And now you've got this sort of crap. This is why, you know, schools are such a problem. You have teachers trying to teach this stuff uh, to the youth. Uh, I, just, I just don't even – I read this headline, and I was beyond appalled. I, I got sick to my stomach. How are we going to condone that in California? I mean, I mean it's California. What can you expect? But, you know, and, and here's the thing. Here's the scary part. Their ideology – and they get their ideas from California. That's where it all starts. It's monkey see, monkey do. So all these other states, these liberal states, are going to take after California, and they're going to start shoving this down our throats. This is where we are in a, in a society. And if we try to question it, we're labeled hateful, bigots, Nazis, racists. Guys, it's silly. It's silly and it's disturbing. I just, I, I'm beside myself. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just, it's, ugh. Uh, I want to welcome to the show. Um, I believe he's with us right now. Um, we have U.S. congressional candidate uh, from Arizona, Josh Barnett. Josh, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Rory? How you doing tonight? Doing well, man. Just another day, another episode. Uh, I'll tell you though, man, I, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, this, this last thing I just talked about, I'll tell you, uh, the education and, and what this, the education system and what, what legislators get away with and, and how they can pass these laws and, and parents are just supposed to sit back and raise their kids in these sort of societies. It's really sick and sad. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's you know, it's not just in California, unfortunately. You know, it's, it's right here in Arizona with Hoffman, you know, trying to implement sex education for a kindergartner to learn about anal sex and oral sex. You know, it's, it's pure insanity what's going on right now. Um, 
you know, we just we, – we can't allow it to happen. We must continue fighting day in, day out, and just keep going after these people because uh, it looks like the legislation will get tabled, but that's why it's so important. I tell people all the time, not just at the congressional level, but at the state level, the House and the Senate, to vote Republican and end this nonsense in the state. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, tell us the uh, 411 with you. Give us an update. Uh, how's, how's the campaign going? Uh, you're the nominee. Uh, you're going to be facing Reuben in November. I know you've been doing a lot of outreach. Uh, you're, you're, you're a busy man, and I know uh, you're going to do a lot of great things for Arizona when you get elected. Yeah, no, we uh, well, yeah, we've been going 100 miles an hour. We uh, right now, we actually just got. I had PBS contact me about two weeks ago to do a debate with Ruben. They're going to set up a debate, a debate between us, and I told them to go ahead and let him decide what day and time because I don't want to hear his excuses on why he can't do it. So after about 10 days in of not hearing back from him, uh, Shelby, my campaign manager, reached out to PBS and asked them, "Hey, what's going on with this?" So the next day they said, Ruben respectfully declines the invitation to debate with me. <laughs> so, you know, it, it didn't surprise me. You know, when you don't have any ideas or solutions or, or you don't want to be exposed for your ridiculous ideas and solutions that you have, uh, what do you do? You go run and hide in a basement, much like Joe Biden. That's probably where he's at right now for all I know. But, um, you know, we um, I do have a a, um, a big fundraiser coming up on 9/11 at the University Club, and uh, we're spending a lot of time preparing for that as well. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun, a good time. Um, got a lot of people coming out uh, that will be great for others as well for networking with them as well. So, um, but you know, we're still like I said, I'm hitting. I'm, I was out at Latinos for Trump tonight speaking. Um, uh, back to blue, and they had. Uh, uh, Tatiana Pena was out there running for state house in LD27. Of course, Marissa Hamilton was out there running for mayor against Ruben's ex-wife, Kate Gallego. And uh, we also had uh, uh, Jesse Romero um, speaking as well, and he's he's awesome. You know, Jesse, if you guys don't know Jesse, he um former L.A. County Sheriff, former professional boxer, and he's a, a Catholic lay evangelist. And um, he's great, man. And he sees he sees the writing on the wall. He's written a few books on how he fell off the Democrat donkey. And um, you know he always he always gives a great speech and, and gets everybody fired up. So, you know we're just out there we're pushing the message and raising money to push the message. And that's you know the number one thing right now is is fundraising and raising money because you can have the best message in the world, but if no one can hear or, or hears it, it really doesn't matter. You know so. We are um, raising money. We had a great week this week of raising money, and um, we're, we're putting out a lot of ads, Google ads, and pushing social media as much as we can, um, as well as, as many other avenues that we're going. We we're, have a few videos we're going to be making that will be coming out, and I think um, they're going to be pretty epic as far as the content. And uh, so we're having fun with it, but we're working hard. Absolutely. And, and you know, speaking, you know, i, I got to ask you this. You know, doesn't it drive you nuts how – somebody can deny a debate i mean you know joe biden you know i mean he, he doesn't come out of it i mean yeah we don't know for sure yet if he's going to debate i mean i i think he is i'm told i'm told that's what's going to happen and from what i'm reading yeah. but i mean he could back out i mean and, and he doesn't give speeches like trump does i mean we barely ever see him and and just like with Ruben, i mean you don't we don't you know we don't see your opponent Ruben very often and and when you want to talk to him about policy and let let the voters decide 
uh, he, he just shies away. He's all scared. I mean, it, it's terrible how they have these pussies can get away with uh, being so secretive and being so, you know, just, uh, just avoiding the situation. Well, I think that's, that's how a lot of these incumbents, I mean, I think that's what a lot of them want to do. They, they don't want to be put on the spot. They don't want to be um, uh, accountable for their voting record or their voting past and what they've supported and who they've supported. And that's their way of just running and hiding. But if anybody knows me, we're not going to let him get away with it because if I have to, I'll fly to Washington, D.C., go to his office myself. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. you know, we're going to do whatever we can. And you know what? I'm, I'm willing to have a Zoom debate with him, you know? We can use technology, right? So there's no yeah. reason he can't debate other than the fact that he's a worthless candidate and he has no ideas and no solutions, and he doesn't want to be exposed. And that's really what it comes down to. That's how I look at it. Um, if you're confident in what you, what you believe in and confident in what your ideas are, you should have no problem debating anybody, especially you're a seasoned vet, right? You should be, you should just come and kick my butt. <laughs> right. You know, so he should have, he should have that kind of, at least I would, if I was in Congress for three or four terms, you should be pretty seasoned and pretty confident in what you're doing and taking on a, a new person in the, in the politics should be no problem. You should wipe them up. Right. So, he obviously isn't very confident in himself or his ideas or what he does, and his voting record is terrible, as we all know. And he knows damn well that I'm going to expose him on all of that. And uh, he's just going to run and hide, and we're going to do the best we can to expose him, regardless if he uh, eventually debates or not. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I want to ask you this. Um, you know, I, I know you've been following it really closely, and you're doing a lot of research and you're out there and, and, you know, talking to doctors and, and talking to all your connections, you know, this, your thoughts on this Corona thing, I, I know it just drives you nuts, man. It's, uh, tell yeah. everybody though. I mean, it, it's just, it, it, it's, I see all your posts and, and you're doing, you're doing a lot of uh, good discoveries. Yeah. I've, I've, um, and even today I was texting with Dr. Urso or Dr. Richard Urso earlier today. Um, you know, they keep pushing this vaccine, and, and, I, and I get it, you know, and, and, that, and I and am. That's I am. The thing, and that's I, the thing, Josh, that's the thing I – whenever Trump mentions the vaccine, I just roll my eyes, and I, I, have to, I have to turn him off. I can't – that's the only thing I can't listen to because he keeps saying, you know, oh, we'll, we'll have military deliver it to your doorstep. I mean, he's saying some – he said some, some things that, in terms of the vaccine that are a little disturbing, and nothing should be mandatory, yeah. and I, I, I don't like how he's yeah. pushing it, but go ahead. No, yeah, I, I think a lot of people feel like that. But keep in mind, though, um, as, as as he has been speaking, you know, about that, um, you know, he's trying to win votes, you know, so I kind of get it. But he's never claimed ever that it's going to be mandatory. He actually will say, if you want to take it, you can take it. If you don't, that's great. You don't have to. So I don't believe it's ever going to be mandatory. And um, if it ever was, it would get really ugly in this, in this country. Uh, at, least, at least it would in my household. Uh, but, you know, to keep pushing this vaccine, the thing that drives me absolutely insane, I've thought about it off and on all day, is that we don't need a vaccine. We already have a vaccine. It's called hydroxychloroquine right. and azithromycin. It is already proven repeatedly. 50-plus peer-reviewed It's all about the pharmaceuticals making money. It's all about the politicians yeah. making money. They want, they want back-end deals. We know how they, they operate, you know? Yeah, it, it, no, it really is. It's, all, it's always follow the money. When you have something so cheap that can treat, use, use preventatively, use prophylactically, and 
it's a hundred percent effective, literally a hundred percent effective. And I, and every time I, I post about it, I post the chart, I post the information, the data, the truth, the facts. I don't just say it and it's my opinion. I show people the truth and I show the peer review studies. And I tagged Dr. Urso, Dr. Samadhi, that's on Fox News, and Dr. Zelenko, and uh, Dr. Tororo. Those are the guys that I talk to about this stuff, and Dr. Simone Gold. And, and, and I'm getting real information from real doctors who are actually treating this. So don't sit there and tell me that this does not work and it's all BS and, and, and it's, it's dangerous for you. It's all a bunch of crap. And for any politician, right. any governor to step in between that doctor-patient relationship saying you can't use it, or they sign an executive order to, to suppress the use of it prophylactically or in general, it's, that's criminal to me. And we had a Yale epidemiologist, I think it was Dr. Rich, said 100,000 people died unnecessarily. They would have had, we would have had widespread use of hydroxychloroquine in this combination. We could have prophylactically saved these people, these nursing homes. And you got these idiots like Governor Cuomo, and others around the country, pretty much all Democrat governors, there could be one Republican in there, I won't say his name, but they sent people to these nursing homes, and then they weren't even using hydroxychloroquine. They write executive orders against it. Governor Whitmer in Michigan, Governor Murphy in New Jersey, Governor Cuomo, all wrote executive orders against the use of hydroxychloroquine, one of the safest drugs in history. It's not these safest. It's literally over-the-counter in the vast majority of the countries out there. That could have saved these people's lives, and they let them die. And I consider it criminal. I consider it criminal when you have a governor in our great state that signed an executive order suppressing the use of it prophylactically. You know, and it also made it very difficult for for others to use it as well. Just as a regular doctor, even to get it filled at, at the at the um, at the pharmacy. You know, he made it very difficult for that. Why, in God's name? Would a governor, any politician, stick their nose in that in that relationship, you know, between a doctor and patient? I should be able to choose what the hell I'm taking. A doctor should be able to choose feels is best for that patient, and for the governor or anybody to say otherwise is, is, is I I literally I think it's criminal, you know, and 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 there needs to be responsibility for it because there's proof of this of what it could have done if it was used widespread and properly. It would have saved 100,000 lives. So, and that's just a fact, yeah. you know. That's just yeah, and a fact. Look, and Dr. Look, Chris, I'd be more than happy to go toe-to-toe with her and discuss this, you know. But, you know, yeah, no, nobody, look, from, nobody at, from their office will even speak to me, so. <laughs> and, Josh, Big Pharma, it just goes to show how Big Pharma operates. They're trying to push the more expensive drug, which is red. I don't know how to pronounce it. It starts with an R. Yeah, red, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Yes, I mean, and that just goes to show what their objectives are, what, what their intentions are, because hydrochloroquine yeah. is dirt cheap, and the pharmaceuticals uh-huh. can't make much money on that. They want the more expensive product, and so do the, so do the Democrats, because they're going to get back-end deals on it. Yeah, and then, yeah the remdesivir was like $3,200 treatment. It wasn't even near as successful as what hydroxychloroquine is. And the beauty about hydroxychloroquine is not obviously very cheap, but when you use the zinc, it's like bullets with a gun, you know what I mean? And, and, and it just destroyed the, this virus. But it has to be used yeah. early on set, you know, early on set or prophylactically. And, and, and it's literally 100% effective. And that's what's so frustrating to me. And, and to Dr. Urso and Dr. Zamati and these other doctors I've spoken with, is that they know that people who have been directly affected by this virus should not be dead right now. 
and they are, and and it's 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 you know where are the lawsuits? That's what I'm waiting on, because if I knew somebody that died yeah. from it and they weren't treated properly, and a governor wrote an executive order that they could have been given this drug to save them, then people better be getting sued. Oh yeah, I mean it. You know, Josh, it's murder. It's murder, and and you know what? These pharmaceutical companies are killing people every single day, and they don't care. They're greedy bastards. And you know what? I've always said that we need to do something about the pharmaceutical companies because they have so much influence and power, just like big tech. Josh, I, lo- I love yeah. having you with us, my friend. Um, tell everybody how they can get involved, um, how they can donate, where they can get, get in contact, all that good stuff. Sure, yeah. It's Barnett for AZ.com. Uh, you can reach me there. Email me there. And if you're interested in coming to the, um, my black tie fundraiser, um, you, you can actually uh, reach out on the website as well. You can reach me at Barnett for AZ on Twitter and Instagram and Josh Barnett for Congress on Facebook. And, and you know, one other thing, just real quick. Remember, President Trump wrote those executive orders against Big Pharma to reduce drug costs, drug prices. Nobody talks about it, of course. But that's going to be a huge thing the next few months for a lot of people, reducing their prescription drugs about 70%. That is huge. And the Big Pharma obviously doesn't like that too much. So, I am glad to see that president actually, you know, punch him in the gut a little bit. Amen. Amen. I agree. I agree. 100%. Josh, stay with us if you can. Um, I always love having you. Um, I want to welcome U.S. congressional uh, nominee from California. Um, I believe he's with us right now, James Bradley. Um, he's running against Ted Lou. He's running against Mr. Lou. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? Hey, hey Rory. How you doing, brother? Good to hear your voice. Absolutely. Good to hear yours. What's new, man? What have you been up to? How's the campaign? Well, I've been in the trenches, as usual. I'm about to release a press release that's going to come out this this Monday that's going to shake the foundation of the DNC. Uh, My opponent, uh, let's see, Dianne Feinstein, her husband, and even Kamala Harris. (laughs) It's coming, brother! Woo! (laughs) I love it. So you're going after Lou? Feinstein's husband yes, and Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. There's some, uh, I, I caught on to some evidence that's going to break it wide open to show to some nefarious dealings, pay-for-play schemes. Uh, and uh, Unfortunately, some of my brothers and sisters in the veteran community have died as a result. So that's all the uh, letters in front of the DOJ, uh, FBI, as well as POTUS as we speak. So I'm hoping uh, you know, that I'll give, give them the weekend to read through it. And it's going to go viral, brother. It's going to take him down once and for all. I love it. I love it. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Let, me, let, me tell you, let me tell you about the vaccine thing. I, and and I, what, what, the other congressional candidate, the gentleman you spoke with, he's spot on. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. And let me share with the, uh, your listening audience. I'm part of what they call the health freedom movement, but that believes that big pharma is literally killing off our uh, future generations and they're using vaccines to do it. It's a big, it's a a big money scheme. Think of you, your children being an ATM machine. They incentivize doctors $600 per patient. So let's do the math. 1500 uh, children that you're as a pediatric physician are servicing. That's over 600,000 a year. If you're compliant with the CDC vaccine schedule and here's the here's the really the bottom line here and i want everyone to really start doing put on the critical thinking hats, 
do the investigation, look up the act, the 1986 act that unfortunately our great president Ronald Reagan was bamboozled into signing. This gives legal immunity for those vaccine manufacturers against any death or harm caused to children. That gives them legal immunity, means they can they can put what, any, anything they want in these vaccines and put that poison in our children. So people be aware there's going to be a big a surge. I'm going to try to repeal that act because that's going to save our children. I'm just, well, we, you know, and Jake, uh, go ahead. You're saying something. Sorry. No, no. I'm a guy. Please drive in. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say. You know, I, I was going to say the whole vaccine thing. I mean, it really is. It, it's mind blowing how many people are are all for it. I mean, all these people are are. You know, I'm not going to say all these people, but there's quite a few people that I've talked to that are trying to say that they won't leave their house until there's a vaccine available. I mean, people are really, I just, I can't fathom it. I mean, if you do any research at all about vaccines, you'll see how crooked they are and corrupt they are and where they come mm-hmm. from and who's overseeing them. I mean, look at what Bill Gates does. He goes to foreign countries and tests his products on, you know, people that are vulnerable and the less fortunate. And then he brings, he tries to bring that crap to America. We all know these people's tricks. We all know what they're, who they're in bed with. It, it's a scary, scary uh, world, and the fact that they can have this much power and manipulation and influence over various voters, uh, you know, it's troubling. Yeah, here's the biggest issue there. And we don't know. They don't do it. By the way, James, James, we don't, like, I'm surprised enough people don't talk about the fact that you never really know what's in these vaccines. I mean, they can say FDA approved. They can say whatever. I mean, the FDA has gotten some of their advice from China in the past. So I don't, I don't even want to hear about that. I mean, there's so many things that the government lies to us about. So, I mean, how, we never know what – I mean, they're sticking a needle in your arm for all you know. They're, they're putting a chip in you or a, something to track you. I mean, we don't know what the hell it is. I mean, it's, technology and medicine is so advanced and so crazy that these people have so many tricks up their sleeves. Well, I can tell you there's some of the ingredients in the vaccines, the DPP, the DB shots and stuff, some of them are the ingredients are aluminum, uh, iron, uh, and also fetal, uh, fetal tissue. So think about that. That's what we're injecting in our children. Now, in the state of California, it's mandated now. There are no medical, medical exclusions or religious exclu- exclusions. They are mandated that in, have 72 injections between the uh, birth to the age of 16. That's mandated in the state of California. Now, yeah. if you look at the trends, you're going to look at the autism rate escalate. Think about all the special needs. That, that is literally about 12% in my district alone. That's, that, those numbers are uh, 12% of the population. 12% of the children have some uh, vaccine-related injury. That is criminal. These Vaccine manufacturers, including the CDC and the corrupt FDA, I'm calling them out too, buddy. They need a they, and now you add in to Bill Gates. Bill Gates knows this is where the money is, and they could and they will put tracking devices in these new vaccines. Now, listen, this is going to blow you away. 
Congress is trying to pass a new bill, H6666, four sixes. That makes yeah. it mandatory. They can go in your home. They find out you're not compliant, and they can remove your children from your home. That oh is going God. in Congress I mean, as we These speak. people have no yes. limits. How do they live with themselves? How do these people sleep at night? Well, let me tell you, it's going to all change when we're in Congress, brother. Um, that's going to be my mission. We need to really expose the crimes. We're going to hold those to account, and I'm going to put them behind bars. I'm, I'm tired of this. They're just destroying our generations, the, the, our youth, our kids. It's got to come to an end. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take no prisoners getting in there. But let me, let me give you a quick update now. Uh, I've been out in the community, as you can imagine. I have a Persian community that fled oppression in the mullahs in Islam. I have the Russian community that, that fled socialism and communism. They are frantic. They're saying there's nowhere else to go in the free world. There's no free world. If they lose, if we lose the United States and, and California, they have nowhere to go. They're panicking. They're absolutely in panic. And they're going to vote there? this time around. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of yeah. breaking up here. Yeah, that's good news, though, because they're awake. They're panicking. They will vote. They will vote red because if you vote a Democrat at this point, you're voting for Marxism, communism, flat out, full stop. Right, and you bring up a really good point because I talk about about this on my show quite a bit, James, how, you know, the moderates – there's no, there's no room for them left in the Democratic Party. I mean, they're voting Republican. They, they may not agree with everything Republicans do, but it's a hell of a lot better than communism. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way you can put it now because that's exactly what's happening. And let me tell you, Rory, I think that people are really starting to wake up. And here's another QT. Uh, I got word because, you know, we had the Santa Monica riots, the Hollywood riots, and all of L.A. We're think, I'm hearing that they're preparing for another riot this weekend. So, oh, I mean, I, I feel bad, but hey, let me what tell you. If, what happened to social distancing, <laughs> uh, James? Uh, why aren't the Democrats Why aren't the Democrats condemning it? Oh, I forgot. It's only when we do Trump rallies. That's when they like to open their mouth. <laughs> oh, man, I, I got scorched on that one because, you know, I was out there doing uh, freedom rallies and everything, and they were calling me out because I wasn't wearing a mask and there wasn't social distancing. But, yeah, you're right. The BLM could do anything they want. And they they actually encourage it. They encourage it. But yeah, that, I, you're gonna I, see you know, what. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. You're gonna see the tide turn. That because you're gonna see more, more, more riots, more demonstrations up into the election, up into the election. So they're gonna turn up the heat, and we're gonna play on that. And I I don't wish I don't wish anyone harm. I don't want. If anything, stay home. Let them take the, you know, let them raid the stores, take the belongings, all that stuff out there. But stay home, be safe. Let them do their their uh, their damage. But let let this be the message to everybody out there. It's going to happen. And those that are on the fence, when it happens, that is your proof positive that you need to vote red this time around. Because without law, you have no order. And that's what we stand for as Republicans. We believe in law and order, the Constitution. Conservatism means we conserve our, re- our freedoms, our liberties. That is what the true conservative movement is. We are the party of the Lincoln. That means the abolitionist, 
the true Republican Party. And I, I you know, I get vilified all the time. And I'll, I, I'm not sure how much time we have left, but let me share this one thing. On the last time, yeah. the thing about Cardi B, did I mention the name Cardi B to you? Oh, that smelly twat. I can't stand that. Ah, oh, she's yeah. the most <laughs> disgusting human on the face of the earth. I bet her wop smells worse than Rosie O'Donnell's asshole. <laughs> Excuse my French. But goddamn, I'm so sick of that. And what she in- teaches children with that song, I mean, that song is so repulsive. It's more repulsive than the way she smells. I can't stand that. Yeah. Oh, my God. What, what do you even call that woman? Ugh. Well, she was on the poll for a while. Her mother was on the poll for a while. And by the way, if you Google WAP and James Bradley, that's going to open up your eyes. You might be proud. You might be, uh, hey, say, maybe this guy's got a little thicker skin than I thought. But, you know, they attacked me heavy. I had death threats as a result. But I'll take it on any day. Anyone that wants to sexualize our children, like this guy, uh, which is Wiener, uh, Senator Wiener out here in California that just passed this this LBTQ law about the uh, the pedophilia. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, what's going on with these wieners, right? I mean, mean, (laughs) a lack of or what? Can you imagine imagine having that last name? Can you imagine? I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. I mean, Jesus Christ! What a name! What what a name! But no, keep going though. They passed them. <laughs> they passed. They passed yeah. what about in, in regards to the children? What they passed? Well, that was SB uh, one forty five is the one you were speaking of that really got everybody, all the parents, parents up in arms about the uh, they can actually have sex with minors at the age of ten, yeah. and uh, yeah. they don't go on the list. So, yeah, that's what we're dealing with right now. Anthony Weiner's his name, I believe. I mean, can, and, who, how do these, how do these, I mean, how do these bills even get to a vote? I mean, how can any human being, you know, that has morals or ethics, I mean, you, this is not even about political party. I mean, this is just, this is just, this, I mean, there's, there's no room for it in our society. I mean, this is like third world culture bullshit. Yeah, a lot of them are actually gay, for one. That's part of the reason. Yep. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna vote for bills that kind of promote that. And it's the unfortunate reality in California. But I have to tell you, this election is going to just clear, clear the deck. You're going to see so many Democrats voting Republican this time. And I'm saying, I always tell them, even if you don't want to vote Republican, just don't vote. I'm sorry. You know, that's the first time I'll ever say that because I want everyone to exercise their – their God-given right here in the, in the United States to vote. But if you don't want to vote Republican, just don't vote, folks, period. I hear you. I hear you. And, um, you know, it, it just, it's, what, a, what, a crazy, what a crazy time we're living in. Um, I always love having you on, James. Um, and for people that don't know, tell everybody which areas of California your district covers and where they can get in contact and donate, all that good stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. I'm actually in the most affluent district of all the United States, by the way. Median income, I believe, is about 125000 Uh It's predominantly a Caucasian, but I have to tell you, they're all walking over, boy. I did a, Be- a Beverly Hills uh, Freedom Rally with uh, Brendan Strzok. He was out here doing the walkway campaign, and I, I'd never yeah, I've never seen had a- so many. Yeah, amazing, amazing time. But uh, here, you know, I'm a grassroots candidate, full stop. No help from the RNC, no help from the, G, the uh, GOP, 
I want everybody listening today, we are going to win this. The numbers are adding up. we got a 5% uh, head on Ted Lou. If you don't want this parrot in office any longer, you need to go to my website. You need to donate now, 10, 15, whatever you can put in that copper. So we got to get the message out. But we can do it, but we need every we need all hands on deck at this point because without your help, my gosh, we uh, you know we'll, we'll be another victim. And I don't I don't play the victim card very well. So yeah, go to my website, yeah. Bradley Congress. That's B R A D L E Y Congress dot com. Join the join our movement. Be part of our army because we got to take these nefarious crooks out of office once and for all. Restore a sense of peace security and liberty that we all deserve and we're God-given rights. Absolutely. I agree. And people can find you on Twitter and Facebook too, right? That's right. Yeah, go to Twitter at uh, at Bradley Congress and the same on Instagram. Come come, you know, come say hi. I always uh, answer my calls. If you ever want to give me a call, I'll be more than glad to chat with you. Let's, get, let's make this movement work. We got this. Absolutely. 100%. No, I agree. I agree. James, always a pleasure. Um, Thank you, my friend. I'm rooting for you. uh, We'll have you back soon. Excellent. Thank you. For sure. Um, I want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. Uh, We have Florida Congress Congressman uh, Toby Overdorf. Toby, how are you? Hey, Rory. I'm doing great, man. Doing fantastic. I'm having a Having a good night down here, um, staring at the moon, and uh, it's a it's a great evening here in Florida. I got to tell you. So um, obviously, I just uh, got a nice little blowout in my hair, so I'm looking good tonight. Uh, Nancy and I go to the same salon, apparently. Um, but all that being said, um, you know things are good here in Florida. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I was um, going to ask you, give... what, what what part of Florida are you in exactly? So I'm over on the East Coast. Um, I am um, about uh, 30 minutes uh, north of the Southern White House, also known as Mar-a-Lago. Um, I'll be uh, be down there in October um, for the uh, Lincoln Day Festival at the at Mar-a-Lago, and uh, hopefully we'll get an appearance from the president. He was able to be there last year um, for the. Uh, the Palm Beach County um, Republican Executive Committee hosts a fundraiser down there, and it is a fantastic event. Um, and last year we were able to have both the, uh, the the president and the first lady there in their own club, and it was a it's a great time. It was a great time. So um, there's a fair amount of us that, that get to go there and enjoy the place um, off and on, and uh, so it's a great spot. But, um, you know, today, Rory, I want to tell you about something that happened down here. Um, you're going to give me an update. Is, and then I, you were going to give an update, and then I kind of asked where in Florida you were. So, yeah, get, yeah, get back to it. Sorry. Sure, sure. Not a problem at all. No problems. Um, so we had a, we have a friend of mine from uh, – she emigrated from uh, um, Honduras um, in 2007. And she did it legally, came ever, in, got her green card, did all that stuff, became a citizen in 2011. She's so enthusiastic about um, about serving and being a part of America that she um, signed up then to be a, uh, a poll worker, and she's actually now a appointed paid poll worker, and she's been doing that since 2012. And she is she's great. And and outside of the time that she does her poll work stuff, she's also a Republican. Um, she's also a photographer, uh, and she has a small business that does photography, and she also 
supports many of us, including my own, my own campaign, um, in, as they move forward and, and go, throughout, um, go throughout our campaign season. Well, Monday, she received a call from the supervisor of elections. And let me be clear, when she is working as a poll worker, she is adamant about the rules. I mean, she is adamant. She does not have any, um, any kind of campaign stuff. She does not do any type of, uh, of campaigning. She is um, straight neutral as she goes through when she's appointed. Outside of that time, yeah. she exercises her First Amendment rights, and she does her thing. She received a call today that said uh, from the uh, from the supervisor election says that they wouldn't be using her um, services anymore because she is too enthusiastic about campaigning, and she uh, she just happens to be oh a Trump supporter and oh guess what she's also in a swing in a swing area of Florida um, she's in St. Lucie County that went for Trump for the first time uh, went for a Republican candidate for the first time this last election. And so here it is, you know, a critical election, and we're looking at these uh, supervisors of elections and other, other things here in Florida. Um, as you know, we've had a long history of uh, a variety of things here in Florida with our supervisor of elections, dating back to uh, the hanging chad in, in, uh, in Palm Beach County. Um, but that being said, we don't need this kind of controversy. This woman is a uh, stand-up citizen. She follows the rules. She does everything correctly. So we've been working really hard um, to, to get her reinstated, and I got a call from the, um, from the supervisor of elections attorney. Not the supervisor of elections who I tried to talk to, but her attorney. And she called me tonight and said that they were going to be offering her job back tomorrow. So it does work. The pressure works. The, the, the public works. Um, when we all band together and we see a, a something that's not right and that, that, right, that righteousness needs to come out and that, that – uh, follow through we actually got it done this time and i am absolutely thrilled about that thrilled about this woman who immigrated the right way did her citizenship she's a great asset to our community and now she's moving forward so um to give you another little update down here and and, you know congratulations to her by the way another little update down here our um our lovely coronavirus situation um we have a uh we're now well below the 5% threshold in most of our counties. Um, I think Miami-Dade yeah. is the only one that's a little bit higher. And uh, so we are, we are well, well ahead of schedule. Um, things are moving forward despite what um, uh, Joe Hyden wants to tell us all. Um, he is not going to save the world from coronavirus. We've done it all ourselves. We, we've done this. We, we worked forward through this hoax, through this, through this time here, and we're, we're moving forward. And, uh, and so Florida – even before the election is going to be emerging out of this. The governor was on today. We're looks like we're opening, uh, going to be opening up um, our bars again and doing all that kind of thing throughout Florida. Our hair salons are open. Our businesses are open. Florida is on its way back and on its way back in a big way. And uh, it is no thanks to, uh, to the other side and to, uh, to those folks. So um, I am just, I'm absolutely thrilled about the progress that we're making down here and, and how we're doing that. Um, and again, looking at the election itself, Rory, I can't tell you the excitement down here for the president is amazing. Um, the polling that we've seen, despite what the national media, um, what I also like to refer to as the fourth wing of government, despite what they say, we're seeing, uh, just fantastic numbers for, for president Trump. We're seeing the enthusiasm. I can't tell you 
all throughout my 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 uh, county. I'm here in Martin County and my, my neighboring county in St. Lucie. Um, we're seeing signs. We're seeing flags. We're seeing things we've never seen before. I can't tell you. I, I travel a lot um, as a in my job. I have a civil engineering firm and different things like that. And I, I'm all over the place. Well, guess what? I haven't seen a single Biden sign yet. I haven't seen a single um, flag yet in, in my travels throughout the throughout the region here. It is amazing. And yet I'm seeing in the press, oh, Biden's got this lead. Biden's got that lead. You know, I got to call I got to call bullcrap on that. There's no way in this area here that we're seeing that. So the energy, the the absolute positivity for our president is is abs- is out there and I'm seeing it right and left. And uh, what we're not seeing is uh, is our things for for Mr. Hyden as he's, you know, as he's coming forward and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens if he ever gets out of the basement and does some actual campaigning. Um, but I think the, the president is going to mop him up in these debates. And I think that, you know, I'll predict that there that uh, suddenly um, Mr. Biden is going to come down with uh, coronavirus and he's going to have to be quarantined for six weeks. Oh, just to the time that, that the election happens. So, you know, I, I've heard it all. We'll see what happens here. But I'm thrilled for what we're doing in Florida. I'm thrilled for the. Um, what the GOP is doing here, um, we are close to actually having the numbers um, in Florida as um, as Republicans were coming on strong in our registration um, last week in the county next to us. Um, they registered 700 more Republicans as just this past week, and we we have closed the gap there. We flipped another county this past week here in Florida to Republican, so things are are absolutely looking up down here. Um, you know, you're going to have a, a gentleman on, uh, go ahead. The enthusiasm is amazing down there. I'm, I'm, I've seen all the boat parades. I've seen all, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I see a lot of viral Trump videos from Florida. I mean, you're right. I mean, the enthusiasm and the momentum is like, is like, we've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's out of this world. You know, in, in Florida, if you don't if you don't have uh, uh, the boat, then you get out and you do a, um, a, an automobile parade or things like that, and they're doing it. Um, the gentleman that really started this momentum for the, the Trump boat parades, he's right here in, uh, in Jupiter, Florida, and he was told by his neighbor that he didn't want him to fly a flag, um, a Trump flag. And, uh, and then it went to the POA and all that kind of stuff. So the guy said, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get my boat wrapped with a big Trump and put it up, on the, uh, put it up behind the house and all that. And so the next thing you know, um, he gained support and gained support. We had a big we had a big parade on the water, and the next thing you know, it, the whole movement was born. We're going to have a huge parade on Monday. Um, there's, a, there's a massive parade starting um, in in Palm Beach and heading down towards Broward. Um, it's going to be a, an absolutely fabulous, great time. So I'm excited about that. So um, I love it. you know, Rory, I, I, love it. I, I got I, I want to talk to you about um, another guest you're going to have on here real shortly. Um, and his name's Anthony Sabatini, and he's a, he's a true patriot. I'm, and I'm telling you what, the guy makes me look like a, like a liberal. Um, he is just so conservative. Um, he has been uh, fighting against mass mandates across the state of Florida. Um, he and I serve in the legislature together, and uh, he's just a, just a great guy, Anthony Sabatini, and you're going to hear a lot from him. He's actually in South Dakota as we speak. He was just up at Mount Rushmore. Um, and so he's got his full fill of, uh, of patriotism going on. And, uh, so I, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say a little bit later in the show here. And, uh, you know, um, I just can't thank you enough for having me on tonight and having me a part of your show and, 
and uh, it, it's been a, been a great time. Absolutely, man. Well, yeah, well, we love having you, uh, Congressman, and um, everything going well with the campaign, every with re-election and um, talking to a lot of voters, I'm sure. You're, get, you're getting out there doing events. We are. Um, so far, so good. Um, and you know, anybody can reach me um, at, at Toby Overdorf uh, is, my, is my Twitter handle. You're welcome to get me there. Um, also, our, our website is uh, tobyforhouse.com. Um, again, that's tobyforhouse.com. And uh, so far, it's so good. I mean, the, the momentum's good. Um, our polling numbers are good. We're not taking anything for granted. You know, we run like we're 10 points down all the time. And so uh, we've been out knocking on doors, um, and the reception is great at the door. I mean, you, you would think um, from the reports from, from our, um, comp- our competitors is that people don't want you at their doors. People don't want you as a part of that. And i got to be honest with you, of all the doors I've knocked on, and there's been you know, thousands so far, I think I've had maybe a handful that have asked us to, you know, to just basically back off and, and if they want to leave information, we leave it, um, you know, on the porch or something like that. But most people are, are grateful to see us. We're, um, and, and it's, it's coming back into its own. And uh, the enthusiasm's there. We work a lot on water issues, different things like that. Um, I may be, may be up in D.C. and testifying in front of uh, the Senate up there on some issues. I was just notified today, so I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, and we'll see. Um, but, yeah, the momentum's great. Thank you so much for asking. And uh, we look forward, again, uh, to, to appearing some other time on your show. And uh, we're heading up tomorrow to, to South Carolina, uh, doing an event up that way and, and meeting some people there. So uh, looking forward to that as well. Absolutely, my friend. Well, uh, stay with us if you can. Uh, really, really love having you on. And, um, you know, you. It, it's, I'm wishing you the best. I'm praying for you. And, uh, you know, if I, if I was in your area, I definitely, w- you, I definitely would vote for you. You, you would have my support. Uh, I really appreciate that, sincerely. Thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Have you ever, and you, maybe in the future, you know, you should run for U.S., you know, Congress or, or U.S. Senate. Have you thought about it? Um, absolutely have, you know, in, in Florida, we're getting, we're gaining, uh, two, possibly three new, um, congressional seats. Um, we will see obviously where those, uh, where those play out, where the lines, uh, get drawn. Um, my current Congressman, uh, Congressman Brian Mass is literally about, uh, two miles from my house is where he lives and he's just across the County line. So we'll see, we'll see what happens um, when they draw the lines, but we're definitely interested in, uh, in heading up there. And we're definitely interested in being a part of that um, as we, uh, as the political seasons go on. But again, with those three new seats coming here, we're going to be doing a, a lot of redrawing of lines and, and districts, et cetera. So uh, we'll see how it all lays out and who knows, maybe, uh, maybe I'll be talking about the run for Congress and uh, get to join you up there when you're successful in your bid. Well, I appreciate that. I, I would love that. It would be an honor, uh, Congressman, and I, um, I'm rooting for you every step of the way. Um, and thank you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. And, uh, and I, I look forward to, uh, to the next time, and I look forward to uh, listening to what, uh, what my friend Mr. Sabatini has to say. So we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely. God bless. Welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. We have Florida Congressman. Anthony Sabatini. Anthony, welcome to the Rory Sodder Show. How are you? Hey, man. Good to, good to meet you. Thanks for having me on. Sorry I was about a minute late here. 
No, you're fine, man. So uh, first time on, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, uh, my name is Anthony Sabatini. I'm a state representative from the heartland of Florida. We all good Republicans. Many of us are from flyover states. Uh, I'm from even more than that. I'm from a flyover county. Uh, it's uh, Lake County next to Orlando. I live in a town called Howie in the Hills, and I'm a freshman member of the Florida House of Representatives. And uh, I'm a conservative Republican. And uh, my goal in politics today is to basically call out the left and uh, call out our own party when they're acting like a bunch of rhinos, making sure that our conservative message is loud uh, and clear and is heard as often as humanly possible. And right now I'm on a little family vacation out in Wyoming, hanging out at Mount Rushmore, and I'm downtown uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, and it's just absolutely amazing. Everything's open. Nobody's wearing masks. No businesses are shutting down. Everybody's having a good time. And guess what? The sky is not falling down. Everything seems to be perfectly fine, and that seems to solidify the uh, you know the explanation of what happened in the last six months, which is that the Democrats created a, a myth that we needed to destroy our economy to keep our country safe, and everybody knows that's uh, that's completely false. And places like Sweden and South Dakota have proved that uh, narrative to be false. Absolutely, no, one hundred percent. And and I'll tell you that governor in South Dakota. You know, she, she's uh, amazing. Uh, I could see her being the first female pre- president. And, uh, you know, she, she has the, the looks for it. She has the ideology. Uh, she has the leadership. Uh, she has it all, you know, definitely squared away. I mean, she's very talented. Yeah, no, Christy Noam is a complete and total, I don't want to curse on your radio show, but she's a BA. I'll put it that way. And she, she should yeah. absolutely be a leading contender uh, in, yes. in the future of our Republican Party. I contrast her yep. with Nikki Haley very well. I think Nikki Haley is a rhino. I think she's an establishment. I think she's afraid of the left, afraid of the woke mob, uh, and destroyed I Southern agree. culture in her state. You look at, and you look at someone like Christy Noem, and it was the opposite. We're not afraid of the left. We're going to call them out. We're never going to back down. We're never going to close our state. We're never going to mandate. We, we're never going to pretend the government knows best. And it's it's a contrast, the complete opposites, and I think people are going to w- wake up and see that Noam's going to be a top contender. If she doesn't win the nomination, she should at least be considered for VP or at least a major secretary position. She's she's solid. It's going to be interesting, Congressman, because you know I I've been having this discussion with various people, you know, friends and relatives, and you know I I, I truly do wonder what really what happens in 2024, you know. I'm very curious. I mean, how, how are we going to carry on the Trump legacy? Because, you know, this is, we, this is the greatest we've ever had it. I mean, we, I mean we're living like kings. We're, we're, it's like Christmas every single day. And, you know, we, ne- we, al- we always want it to be like this. And if going, mm-hmm. back, going back, like, you know, if we went back to a regular politician, it would be like going from a five-star restaurant to a McDonald's. I mean, what, you know, does Don Jr. continue the legacy? Does Gnome uh, become president? I mean, there's so many different people that have me wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Well, you know, we went through a similar but not entirely synonymous phenomenon in, 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 in 1988. And, you know, folks had a good choice to choose. You know, had, had a good selection of choices. They could have chosen another Ronald Reagan. And they made the silly mistake to say, you know what, we're going to go with a guy like H.W. Bush, a moderate globalist. Right who literally watered down the brand, won by a pipsqueak, 
And then, of course, threw it all away in 92 after raising taxes and selling out everything and putting David Souter on the Supreme Court. It was a, it was a, it was a momentous historic moment that should be studied and books should be written about it. And, that, and you're exactly right the way you articulated it. We need to look at what's going to happen in 2024 and come up with a, a very, very similar, you know, look at this historically and, and, and learn from 1988 and decide that, you know what, we need to put somebody who's going to be similar to our president, not someone who's going to try to change or update or water down the brand. Because my biggest fear, my biggest fear is if, is if they go in there, some asshole – some rhino, some jerk-off goes in there and tries to erase stuff or delete stuff or remove stuff. I mean, that, that's not going to fly with me and the voters very well. We need to carry it on, and there needs to be some sort of oath or commitment that these poli- whoever gets in there is not going to screw us over. I mean, really, Trump has to really fetch uh, the next president. And I think he'll have a lot of say. I, I think that I think Don Jr. is uh, strongly considering um, – and I think, you know, I think that's the best bet. I mean, then my second choice would probably be Gnome. Yeah, no, he, she's – in terms of the governorships, I'm sadly disappointed by the amount of governors that have stepped up, stepped up to fight yeah. back against the liberal narratives we've seen in the last six months when it yeah. comes to the anti-police riots, hate riots, um, the right. Uh, right. government lockdowns and shutdowns. Most of them have just parroted – what they consider to be the you know moderate sensibility or mainstream position, and they've shown themselves to be weak. I have a very good feeling 2024 won't be a governor. It might be Noam. If it's going to be a governor, it's going to be Christy Noam. She's clearly the best governor when it comes to responding to major threats to our values and, and what this country is yeah. all about and not losing an inch. Right. So she, she, if it's going to be governor, it's going to be Christy Noam. If it's not going to be a governor or a former governor, uh, I think we need to be looking at some of the senators that – I think have, have pushed back on narratives and actually help, you know, they see the bigger picture politics. It's not just about one or two votes. It's about shaping the narrative and actually fighting back against a, a corrupt media, which in my opinion is the biggest threat to our Republic today. So, you know, there was a couple of senators and congressmen who, whose names stick out, but not many governors. I, I mean, I, you know, here, here's what I believe. I mean, I really, I, and I say this on my show all the time. I strongly think and just this is this is my um, you know fair assumption that the days of the politician are limited. I mean, the, the outsider is more popular than ever before, and I, I just think you know uh, what do you think of Don Jr. Do you do you think I mean do you think that's a strong possibility? I think he's great. He's uh he's got a, you know his name's out there. I've met him. He's a, he's an enthusiastic guy. I don't know how in love everyone's going to be with the idea of a legacy and choosing another Trump or if there's gonna, I think he's going to be seen equally to other people. Yes, business people and outsiders are going to be more compelling than elected officials. I totally agree with that. But uh, you know, and I think out of the whole Trump clan, I think obviously Don Jr. is the strongest and the best. And you know, he the book uh, he wrote on. Um, uh, uh, triggered is awesome. He's he's got it. He he knows how to fight back. His Twitter's great, and it's that kind of yeah. fighting that matters more than just one or two, you know, putting some amendment on a bill somewhere that nobody's ever read. It's about fighting back and changing the narrative, and he gets that. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's a contender, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put him too far out because I don't think everybody's going to look at him and say, well, he's the he's the he's the natural uh, next best choice they're gonna they're gonna want to look at other outsiders um there's gonna be other business people yeah. that get in the ring and there's gonna be people who are similar to trump probably not as good as trump but there's gonna be some similar ones 
No, I agree. I agree. There's going to be a lot of pro-business people. You're right. You're absolutely right. And we have Trump to thank for this. On both sides of the political aisle, uh, the outsider is huge, a huge trend. It's become just a, a very um, a popular thing. And, you know, here's, here's what I want to ask you. Uh, in terms of lately, we've been seeing a lot of insane bills that are coming out from, from the left. You know, your day-to-day operation, Congress, I'm sure Florida, you see a lot of radical stuff, right? Yeah, we do. In, in the Florida of, House, like, you'd, be, you'd be shocked to know that we have a, at least a wing, even though it's a smaller wing. We have a wing in the Democrat caucus that's as radical as anything you'll see on the federal stage or even New York City. Uh, an AOC, if you'll like. You see bills get filed uh, that are just oh, completely wow. disturbing in their anti-Americanism. And they do get filed, but thankfully, because we're a Republican state, Republican leadership, they don't see the light of day. But, no, it does exist, and it's, it's disappointing. I mean, what's the craziest, most absurd thing you've seen come across that you've had to vote on? Well, I mean, well, well actually, so – in the state legislature, if it's a radical, crazy bill, it won't even get referenced. Well, it'll be referenced, but it won't be heard. What that means is the committee chair won't hear it. So I've actually never really voted on any of the really radical leftist stuff because it's simply not heard. Now, they sometimes put, try to put amendments on major bills on the, the House floor. So you know, in its last stage, there'll be a bill, it's on the floor, and then the Democrats will file an amendment, and you're forced to vote as a last-minute amendment. And I've seen some really creepy, crazy stuff on there. And, you know— Probably not on the scale of California, but, you know, stuff that shut down charter schools and anti-police stuff. I mean, the, run, the typical run-of-the-mill you see basically in the media today. Nothing like what I saw today, though. I don't know if you saw the headline out of California. A state rep out there filed a bill to change the age of sexual assault to instead of like a three-year gap, like a 16-year-old or a 19- or 20-year-old, to a 10-year gap. Yeah. So they want to legalize 25-year-olds and 15- or 16-year-old children. It's having disgusting. sex and not face it. It's, it's so disgusting that if that – and I'm going to tell you something. If that's not brought up by the, by the Trump administration, the RNC, and the Republicans nationally and brought up to say, hello, this is where the Democrats are going, this is what they want to do, then they're making a fatal mistake in this election. I agree. I agree, my friend. Um, I love having you join us, man. We need to get you on here more often. Um, Tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get involved, all that good stuff. Well, uh, find me anywhere on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook with Anthony Sabatini, S-A-B-A-T-I-N-I. I'm on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, you know, just wherever you can find me. I got a website up, too. So, and, uh, yeah, I really appreciate my very good friend, Representative Toby Overdorf, one of the strong conservatives in the Florida House. Uh, who invited me to come on and connect with you, and I appreciate you having me on. And, yeah, come follow me, and, you know, every day I'm on there trying to keep people informed of what's happening. You know, we're five months from our legislative session down in Florida, but, you know, we're we're weighing in on the national election and, and national issues that are happening every day, so I'd love to connect. And what what are you working on lately? What are some of your latest projects or things you're, uh, you got in the works? Well, my biggest thing right now is I'm, I'm on a private attorney also. I'm a solo attorney. and I've, I've launched 15 different lawsuits throughout the state of Florida suing counties and cities that have made criminal penalties against people who are not wearing masks. Because even though I don't really care if a person wears a mask, I don't believe the government has the role to mandate it and imprison you or put you under civil fine if you don't wear one. And so we're filing, we filed 15 lawsuits. 
We haven't been successful in the first rounds, but we're appealing those and we'll continue to fight and just push back legally against what's happening. And then politically, legislatively, uh, I'm focused a lot on rewriting the Emergency State Response Act and filing bills that would amend it to make it that local governments particularly, but all government, even the state government, should not have as much power to do what they're doing in a state of emergency. The biggest problem we have right now is that there is no real valid definition of emergency. So here we are over six months away from when COVID started, and yet it was, you know, the government officials in an act of self-importance and virtue signaling are pretending that we're still in this crazy emergency and they need a limited power and be able to do whatever they want to do. We need to rewrite the statute that enables them to have any power, reduce the power they have, amend it and make sure that even to declare a state of emergency, certain acts of mass destruction have to occur before they're even enabled to do so. Uh, because right now it's just literally them just saying, hey, there's an emergency. That's it. There's no threshold. They just say it. And uh, then they can do whatever they want, you know, shut down businesses, call you essential, the next guy non-essential, and basically destroy the lives of private citizens. So we're getting, a lot of my bills I'm going to be fo- focused on filing next year. We're going to be on amending that broad act, which in Florida is called the State Emergency Response Act. And it's just it gives way too much power to state and local government. We, that needs to be curtailed. You're amazing, man. I like you, man. You are you are very talented, and we need patriots like you, you know, fighting for, for our country every single day. Really, man, God bless your soul. Thank, thank you so much. And people can find you well, on Twitter. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate, style, you, right? appreciate you having me on and getting the word out. Stay in touch. I'll call back anytime. Just give me a call. And people can find you on Twitter and Facebook too, right? That's right. Anthony Sabatini. Uh, enjoy the rest of your trip, and we will talk soon. We'll get you back here in the next week or two thank you so much talk to you soon take care god bless all right man you too god bless uh i want to welcome to the show i believe we have the best-selling author uh who wrote unmasking obama got a lot of great stories um i want to hear i want to hear from him uh jack cashill jack how are you welcome to the rory Sider show hey rory thanks for having me on i'm uh, honored to be on the show absolutely it's a real real honor to have you with us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, a writer, producer, and uh, this is actually my, uh, I guess it would be my 11th book of nonfiction, uh, Unmasking Obama, which just came out last week. And uh, it's probably my favorite book. I, I think it's the best book I've done, partly because I, I discovered not just facts about Obama. We know a lot about those. But what I talk about, because I like to have heroes in my book. I don't like to write negative books. And what I did is, I, I just going through story after story in the Obama administration, I realized that every major scandal in that, in that eight-year period was broken by an independent journalist or someone working outside the system. And I used the term uh, Samizdat, which is the Russian term for Soviet, Russian term for the Soviet underground press that brought all the truth to bear that was to brought, be brought to bear during the Soviet era. In fact, as they say, is the only difference between Soviet, the old Soviet Pravda and the New York Times was that Pravda readers knew they were being lied to uh, because for eight years, uh, the major media absolutely refused to cover anything that had a hint of scandal about it in the Obama administration to the point where it was widely assumed among them, and including Biden said this and Obama said this also, we had a scandal-free eight years. 
they really believed that because they didn't read about it. It didn't happen in their world, so it didn't happen. Fast and Furious, Benghazi, uh, the IRS suppression of the Tea Party, that, that didn't happen. Those weren't scandals. I know. I mean, it, it was one scandal after the other. I mean, this guy got away with more crimes than I think all mafia men put together. I mean, this guy <laughs> was more – oh, I mean, it's true. I mean, he made Al Capone look like a saint. I mean, you look at everything yeah, that Obama was guilty of. I mean, I, mean it's, 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 I can't believe that he just kept abusing his power. I mean, I can believe it. And then, you know, if yeah. we ever tried to question him anything – we would be called racist or we'd be called Nazis. Like he was so protected because they, they claim he was the first black president, but in reality, he did have a white mom. So, and raised in a white neighborhood. So I don't know how that classifies you as the first black president. I think it's a little bit of a funny yeah. show, but the guy was very, they just coddled him. I mean, they, they really did. And the media babied him. They never uh, held him accountable. And uh, what happened is, you know, for instance, I, I broke the story and, in uh, September 2008, that uh, Bill Ayers was the principal writer behind Barack Obama's Dream to My Father. And that's when I learned that I was a racist, because why else would I break that story, you know? And, and here's the, the scary part, Rory, and listening to your guests, uh, I know they sympathize and you do too, is that the respectable conservative media, uh, just like respectable co- Republicans in Congress, are so afraid of being called a racist that they'll ignore and deny major earth-shaking stories lest uh, someone accuse them of something that they don't want to be accused of. And, and it cripples us as a, as, a, as a movement and as a party, as, a, you know, as in a country, you know. It absolutely does. And you know what? I mean, think about – Everything that he did that we did not find out about. I mean, we found out about a lot of a lot of shit. Obviously, excuse my French, but I mean, this all the other secretive stuff that it still has yet to be revealed. No, in fact, when I go through the book, you know, I've had readers say to me, uh, "Oh, by the way, Legal Insurrection gave the book six out of five stars, unmasking Obama." So, it's I, I really put my heart into this one. They'll say, "God, I forgot all about that," or "I didn't even know about that one." Today I wrote an article about the Pigford, Pigford scandal. Now, it's a $4 billion scandal. It is like uh, reparations light. You know, it was like the, uh, the path to reparations starts with Pigford. You have to read about it on my website, cashel.com or on wnd.com. But uh, most people forgot about it. I forgot about it. But for Andrew Breitbart, it was his, uh, you know, the last great cause that he, he uh, embarked on. And finally, the New York Times acknowledged it after the 2012 election because they got him safely reelected. And it was probably the last time the New York Times has done any honest reporting. It was a scandal that would have gotten any other president impeached. And uh, he walked, and we don't even know what it is. You know, he, Obama had to explain to the press what it was. They didn't know what it was. Yeah, and, and it's so true. And you talk about so many different things in your book. And in, in, in regards to what we know, what do you consider the most, um, the, the, the biggest, the biggest one? I mean, the, the biggest uh, uh, deception. The biggest one, the biggest hands biggest down. I, I, first, I'm going to start with the second biggest one. The second biggest one was the IRS suppression of the Tea Parties, because that got Obama reelected in 2012. Uh, 
The biggest one, though, is the one that's still ongoing, and that is uh, the Obamagate, the, the last one, the, the great Russia hoax. Uh, and what I did in, when I was writing the book, I wanted to see what Obama's role was in it, and I tracked it all the way through from beginning to end. Yeah. And Obama wasn't the kind of guy who left his fingerprints on stuff, but occasionally he did, you know, inadvertently he did. And you'd have to track them. And I, I, uh, so I would, I would, I can't explain that in two minutes, but it's, it's really worth looking at. He was the kind of guy like, uh, who's it? Henry II said of uh, Thomas Beckett, well, someone please rid me of that troublesome priest. And, and his minions would often did the work. There was a ton of dirty work done there under, under Obama. Things that, and here is, uh, and I would say this is the major transition. There used to be a thing called a liberal, and a liberal believed in certain fixed ideas, like, uh, uh, let's say, uh, due process, innocent until proven guilty, you know, equal, before the, equal justice before the law. The, the first honest act of branding in recent leftist history was to move from being a liberal to progressive. And progressives, uh, at the risk of just sounding, you know, obvious, progressives progress. There is no end in sight to where this progress will lead. And progressives do one other thing that liberals historically did not do, and that is they didn't frame innocent people. And the whole live Black Lives Matter movement, for instance, is, is based on the, on the framing of two innocent people to start. The first one was George Zimmerman. The BLM was started immediately after that the verdict because it was not the verdict they wanted. The next one was Darren Wilson, the Ferguson police officer. So the left at this point said, yes, we're perfectly willing to send innocent prison, innocent people to prison for the rest of their life to fit our narrative. And they're doing it now. And, it, and I think it's a disgrace that we've, uh, that they've gotten as far as they've gotten. I, I've watched my last NFL football game and, and I live in a city where we're the Super Bowl champions. So, uh, or the last, NBA game for you know, for sure. So, I, I no, I'm I sorry. Get, I just I, you're cut, you're I know too much bit. about this. You're cutting out a little bit. Oh, okay. Can you hear uh, me? Yeah, this. Yeah, I can hear you. You're cutting out a little bit too. Sorry, I'm walking around here trying to pick up the best signal. Uh, I was just saying, oh. I've watched my last NFL game. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, sports has become so political, so divisive. And you know what? I'm not going to blame everything on Obama, but Obama had a lot to do with this racial tension and, and this division. I mean, this is what he wanted, and he succeeded at it. Uh, you know, he, he, he took us back to the 60s. Yes, he did. You know what happened, and I talk about this in the book, and this is an incident that people have forgotten. In uh, Father's Day 2008, he made the best speech of his candidacy. He went to a black church in Chicago and talked about fatherlessness, and talked about how black men were abandoning their families. And he talked about the consequences of that. You know, the vast increase in rates of poverty, crime, school dropouts among children who have grown up in fatherless homes. Uh, a couple of weeks later, Jesse Jackson was picked up in a hot mic in a Fox studio saying, Obama, he's talking down to us N-words. I can't say it. You can't say it. Jesse Jackson can say it. Uh, he goes, I want to cut his nuts out, right? And then he makes a slashing motion with his arm as though he's cutting his nuts out. That was the last time Obama spoke honestly about race. 
He spoke incessantly about race, but always dishonestly. So the, the turning point really came with the Trayvon Martin case in 2012. You, your guests yeah. uh, are aware of this, obviously. Florida, battleground state, right? Election year. And instead of looking at Trayvon Martin, who is the classic, uh, the prototypical child of a fractured marriage who bounced around from family to family, whose life was falling apart, who had turned to guns, violence, drugs, uh, been suspended from school for three times, once for burglary, viciously attacked, an Hispanic civil rights activist and Obama supporter. And what did the media do with it? They turned it into just the reverse. Uh, white man, white supremacist, stalking 12-year-old with Skittles and iced tea. And Obama had the chance at that moment to say, no, this is not what the truth is. The truth is this. The truth is this kid was out of control. The truth is this is what happens with fatherlessness when parents abandon their children, when your mother, Sabrina Fulton, throws them out of the house. No, he says, no, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. And what he did then is he turned Trayvon Martin from the predator uh, into the prey. And he became the, the prototype. And they repeated it two years later in Ferguson. And now they repeat it every two weeks. You know, until what? I, I, you know, you, if you resist arrest and you're a cop, why bother arresting anyone at all? Very well said. Very well said. Um, I, I love having you on. I definitely want to make you a regular. Um, before, before I let you go, though, real quick, um, do you think there's going to be a lot of indictments? Do you think we'll see Rosenstein go to jail? Do you think we'll see Brennan go to jail? Uh, do you think we'll see uh, Clapper? Do you think we'll see these guys in cuffs, Comey? I mean, what, what, what do you, how do you foresee this? You've done a lot of studying. I would say that whatever we will see, we will see after November, because to arrest any of those guys now would be politically counterproductive, because they would no, be I hear uh, portrayed in, in, in the media as, oh, just some last-minute, uh, you know, uh, political stunt. No, it's got to wait till after November. And if it, when November it, comes... Do you think it will happen after November? Do you think there definitely will be indictments? Yes. Do you think yes. people like Comey, Clapper, Brennan, all those people? Not all of them, some of them. So you think uh, some, of them, gonna, the ringleader, some of them are going to pick the ringleader? If I had to pick the ringleader, I'd say go after John Brennan, you know. Okay, so you think, other, you think they'll rat each other out, though, eventually? I think so. I, you know, and I'm optimist, but uh, I don't think they're all going to walk away. I think they're all extremely nervous right now. And I, right. I would say... To me, the dirtiest of them all was John Brennan. He's, he, his fingerprints on everything, including Fast and Furious, and including the cyber harassment of Cheryl Ackerson. Uh, Very so. He, uh, it, yeah. And, yeah. No, uh, I know. I, I agree. Go ahead. No, I was going to say Brennan and I grew up in the same state, same time, you know, same background. Uh, we went different paths. Wow. You know. That's crazy, man. That's insane. Um, I, 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 I'm going to get you back here next week, but tell everybody where they can find the book and where they can get in contact with you. I would say the, uh, the, with the place to find out most about me is just go to cashel.com. That's C-A-S-H-I-L-L.com. And you can buy Unmasking Obama, my, my new book, uh, wherever you buy books. You know, uh, Amazon is probably the best place, although I hate it. 
but it's the way they keep score nowadays. So if you want to go to Amazon, uh, I'll be okay with that. Amen. Amen, my friend. Well, I really love having you here. Stay with us if you want. Um, we'll be right back, though, everybody. I'm going to take a quick commercial. Big night on the Rory Sauter Show. I still got a lot of guests to get to. Don't worry. Um, we'll be right back. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street foods. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday's, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 countries, on 70 online platforms. 
It's a beautiful night coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, and by the way, everybody, we still have about 45 minutes left. I will be getting to everybody on the panel. Um, best-selling author, David uh, Galvin. David, how are you? I'm good, Rory. How you doing, brother? Doing well, man. What's new? What's the latest? Oh, I'm just sitting here watching, you know, the world going through the crossroads right now, especially here in America. I heard you talking earlier, hear- like, why do these people do these things? Why, why is everyone going crazy? Well, I'm going <laughs> to tell you, there's a spiritual aspect to it all, man. And it's definitely that we got Satan here that's been infiltrating this country through many different levels and it's been happening for a long time. I'm really seeing the manifestation of this, too. And you just sit here, and I'm looking at that article on Breitbart about California, and they're just trying to have the – they're just trying to say, hey, you can have oral, anal sex, you know, with, with teenagers, and it's okay. And it, it's a spiritual battle that we're going on right now, and we're pretty much at the crossroads here. It's almost unbelievable to see that people are doing these things. And it's bad enough we've got these pedophile networks going around here in this country, and thankfully Donald Trump has exposed some of these stuff. But these Democrats, these Democrats, they just keep pushing the they keep pushing the book right now on us all. And notice the pattern, you know. Notice how they they do this. They they take God out of the schools. They 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 say the Bible's offensive. This is what the left does. But then they they put they put forth pedophilia and they say, oh, that's okay though. Oh, that's justifiable. I mean, give me a break. These people have lost their minds. Oh, yes, on, on so many levels right now. And just besides they, they, the pedophilia. Yeah, they're, Satan, they're, doing, they're doing Satan's work, you know? Oh, yeah. If you really look deep down into this stuff, many of these people are, are into the occult. You know, I used to live in California. I know up there in Northern California, they have Bohemian Grove up there every summer where they're sitting there doing the cremation of care ritual, and they're burning fake babies to some altar. To some at some altar, which Alex Jones exposed in 2000. And once you study this, yep. these people are deep into the occult. These are true evil people, and they keep pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope. They keep infecting uh, our country. You know, they start off with the propaganda. They start off with the. They have the movies. They have the TV shows. And now you see it manifesting here across the country in all of these riots. Now, 20 year olds, maybe like yeah, like the mid 30 year olds. And they've been deep sucked down in this culture. They don't have God. They, a lot of them, like your, uh, your last author was talking about, they don't have daddy at home. They're sitting here watching Netflix and all the garbage they have on that nowadays. And it's, the evil is truly manifesting now in this country. And then we got the Democrat politicians who are just going insane with this COVID-19 lockdown which they keep pushing, and they all know it's fake. They know it, it's all a lie. They know that it's, now there's only like 6% of the people really died from the COVID virus. This is a pure evil agenda that is a lot bigger than people are going to find on the news, even if you're just simply watching Fox News. And one of your other uh, gentlemen that was talking earlier, they, they want these vaccinations. Bill Gates wants these vaccinations. And I'll tell you this, if we let them give these – people start taking these vaccinations – the next stop will be the chip, brother. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's it's true. It's true. And and here here's the is that look how much the left controls. Uh, I mean, they control big tech. They control Netflix. 
They control what it's like. Right. What we watch, what re, what we read, what what's put in front of our eyes. I mean, conservatives have very little say. I mean, in so many different areas, it's bad. It's not a it's not a good thing. And you know, we need to stand up. You know, the left is getting away with murder uh, in, in so many different aspects. I mean, the, the, just this third world communism crap. I, I can't take it, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's mind-blowing just how it's accelerating right now. It is going faster beyond belief. Uh, as you know, like a lot of Hollywood is owned and controlled by China. China is yes. a communist country. Yes. Right. You study Karl Marx. Well, who is Karl Marx? Karl Marx was a Christian who became a Satanist. The Chinese government, yep. they know, yeah, they know that they can't allow Christians to walk around in China. They want one world. They got to go after America next. So now you see them infiltrating in Hollywood and they're pushing that propaganda all the time. I'll be honest, Murray, I played basketball my whole life. I'll watch a little NBA and they, they keep putting up these movies that are coming up about some black dude being tortured or persecuted by some cop and he's innocent. And it just keeps rotating and rotating and rotating into the mind of the leftists here in America. This is just a form of propaganda. And it's no wonder we're seeing all these cities burning now. I mean, these people really believe that they are just. They really believe that they are morally doing the right thing. They really believe that America is bad. I saw a video. I don't know if you saw this one. It was this white woman sitting on a bench in somewhere, I think it was like South Carolina. And there was like 20 yeah. Black Lives Matter people surrounding her. They're all white, ironically. And they just kept yeah. putting their fists up in her face. Yeah, you saw that one. Yeah. Then eventually one of the ladies' girls pulled down her mask, and she goes, are you a Christian? And I'm thinking to myself when I saw that one, this is how it begins, the persecution of Christians, just like when you saw the Bible being burned in Portland. We yeah. sit there and look at the Bible. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that we're in the last days for sure. But when you start reading the Bible, book of Revelation, book of Ezekiel, book of Daniel, it talks about these things. It talks about lawlessness. It talks about giving yourself over to evil, having no empathy. And you just look at these mindless zombies in Portland, in Seattle, up in Wisconsin, New York City, protesting, feeling that they're justified, that they're doing the right thing. And you see that anger inside of them. And these people have just given themselves to the dark side, brother. They really are. And, you know, it, it's a whole, it's like a movie. I mean, I, you, I could just watch clips yeah. all day. I mean, it, it's, it's completely, you know, I mean, what they're doing is, is how they act in third world countries. I mean, you go look at some of these cities and their war zones and you know what, these politicians are not letting police do their job. And it's, that's scary. I mean, that's dangerous. And, uh, you know, law-abiding citizens are very concerned. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree, too. You just have to look at these governors and these mayors that are allowing these things to happen, and you sit there, you watch them on TV with their BS and their lies. And I, what I will tell you is this, that these people are being told what to do. They're just not randomly deciding, like, oh, yeah, maybe the police just are really being too tough here, and we're going to make the world a better place. This is all a coordinated uh, attempt to bring down America. They're following orders. We got George Soros at the top funding Black Lives Matter, funding Antifa, 
and you know that these people got dirt on themselves. They're being told what to do. They really just think that they're going to have to bring this country down. They got to make sure they stop the Trump train by this November. They're going to cause as much chaos and mayhem that they can until then. And I personally think Trump's going to win on a landslide in November, but I think that's when we're going to see another round of, of violence going around. I think Soros is going to unleash these people again. No, I know. I know. And, and just wait till Trump gets reelected. We think it's bad now. I mean, it, it, that, the, the, day, the day he gets reelected, we're going to see some of the craziest scenarios. Uh, per, perhaps it will be the, the most nastiest, bloodiest thing we've ever seen coming from the left. I mean, these people are, are angry, and, and, and they, don't, they don't stop. They don't have boundaries. No, no. And unfortunately, part of the problem is, too, is that this was not nipped at the bud at the beginning up in Minneapolis during the George Floyd yeah. riots. And it seems to me that a lot of these protesters now, uh, they just believe that they could just do what they want to do. And then once Trump gets reelected, we're going to see, obviously, Pelosi is already talking about the continuity of government, how she's going to be there and be the president as they're going to protest this. Yeah, so we're just looking at a lot of chaos here. Yeah, go ahead, brother. Yeah, David, it's it's absolutely insane. Uh, you know, it, it's it's disgusting, and it, and it really breaks my heart. And you know, this this is not what America America is about. Uh, David, tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can find your book, all that good stuff. Okay, brother. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter or Facebook at uh, the Tribulation Series. That's my book, the first book called The White Horse Rideth. I also uh, sell a homeschool program, so if you look for homeschoolEasy.com or homeschoolEasy on Twitter, homeschoolEasy on Facebook, and if you want to buy my book, look, go to Lulu and just look for David Galvin. I love it. I love it. Um, stay with us. Um, I, do, I do want to welcome to the show, I believe he's with us right now, uh, we have talk show host and doctor uh, Matthew Lloyd Collins. Matthew, how are you? I'm well, Rory. How are you this evening? Uh, doing very good, my friend. What, what's new? What's on your mind? What's the latest? I was excited to hear from Representative Sabatini tonight. He was in Jacksonville, Florida, where I reside a few months back, and I watched him give a speech in downtown Jacksonville where he illuminated his plan to put forth the lawsuits for the mask, and he's doing tremendous work here in this area. And the other representative that called in as well did – a fabulous job of talking about what we're doing here in Florida and how Florida is really the tip of the spear in many ways. We see quite a bit happening here in the state of Florida, Roy, that is disconcerting, though. When you go over to Tallahassee, our state capital, unfortunately, Tallahassee is mostly run by Democrats, and they have these draconian mask measures going on in Tallahassee, Florida. But here in Jacksonville, things are open, and when you go down into Orlando, it's the same, and things are reopening. So Florida is actually reopening, but Ironically, and not surprisingly, really, it's incredible that the Democrat-held bastion of Tallahassee is resisting reopening and imposing draconian measures, punitive measures of up to $250 fines for people who are caught without a mask, Rory. It's absurd, and it's, it's mind control, and it's manipulation. It's against the Constitution. I just, I've just had enough with it. And when I go into Walmart, and they're like, sir— 
sir, put on your mask. You know, how about, how about how you shove this mask up your ass? I mean, I, I get so <laughs> livid with these people. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it, and these employees, you can tell some of these employees love the power trip. I mean, they, they love how they can tell people what to do. Because we know a lot of these people are not happy at their jobs. I mean, you can just see it. Some of these people, the looks on them, they hate dealing with us all day long. And then they all do. the videos, all the funny videos. Biden. I saw that. You know, go ahead, sorry. I was going to tell you something about Joe Biden. He can't go through one interview without saying, come on, man. But that's how I feel when I see all these different mask mandates and people who are requiring such ineffective measures that just truly don't make sense. All I can think of is I sound like Biden because I say, come on, man. This just doesn't make <laughs> sense. And, Rory, the reason it doesn't make sense is very clear. Let's think about the beginning of this. Go back in your mind's eye now to about February. Go back to that time frame and think about how all this came about. We were told that 3 to 5% of the American citizenry may perish in this debacle that's coming for us, this conflagration. Right. It's going to burn up the country. We're not going to survive. Yeah, we're told 3 to 5% of people ended. are going to die. Yeah, 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 that whole stupid narrative they put forth, the scaring tactics, the fear-mongering. It was all fear-mongering, but everybody bought it hook, line, and sinker. And then what happened? They moved the goalpost, Rory. They moved the goalpost, so now guess what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about testing. We no longer talk about ventilators running out. We don't talk about hospital beds being overrun. What we talk about now is testing. And some people are clearly asymptomatic who are receiving these tests. And I, I question the validity of the test, and I believe this is completely being weaponized against the citizenry, Rory. Right. And you're absolutely right. You know, first of all, you know, the Democrats, and I've said this on my show many times, they always have a new fixation. They're, every day they're obsessed ah. or offended by something new. And, then, and, and if something doesn't stick, then they move on to something else. And, and you're absolutely right with the test. I believe there's so many faulty tests. I mean, we've seen proof. There's been so many um, uh, articles that have been false positives. Uh, just the government only you know, does this for their gain so they can advance their narrative. Absolutely so. And I want to thank Toby Oberdorf. Toby Oberdorf was the other state representative who called in that actually invited Sabatini on the show tonight, and it was very appreciative of him, and I appreciate his input and in giving us a briefing on what was happening down south. I'm on the east coast of Florida as well, Rory, but I'm in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. So I am just below Georgia where the state representative Oberdorf is down in the West Palm Beach, so probably about you know six seven hours south. You have to remember, Florida's a very long state, long and narrow. Yo, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I hear you, man. Um, you know, it, there, there's and there's a lot going on down there. I, you know, and Florida is a very important state. I know there's a lot of enthusiasm for Trump. Where you are, I know Jacksonville can get you know certain parts can get a little dangerous, uh, especially when you get in the inner cities there. How are the riots there? Are they bad? Oh, not at all. We had one night of a little bit of violence, and that was way back. It was talking March, April. It was, it was a long time ago. So much time has passed that we haven't thought about it. And a couple of cop cars were destroyed, and I believe one of the Jacksonville Sheriff's Officer deputies had a cut to the neck, but nothing major. So as I see it, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office did a tremendous job of just shutting that down from day one. They just said, we're not going to do this. And there are reports that armed vigilantes also showed up from the surrounding contiguous counties. You have to remember, Jacksonville is a city, but it's surrounded by a landmass of mostly agrarian, agricultural types of industry folks. And 
some of those people went into the city and said, hey, we're not going to put up with this. So we have seen some kowtowing on the part of the mayor here. Where What happened? I don't know what happened. The call just – what the – I don't know what happened. We lost – we lost um, Matthew. Uh, hopefully he calls back in. Uh, let me – Go to, let me make sure, hold on a second. I believe, I believe we have writer and speaker Sam Tully with us. Sam, how are you, my friend? Hey, Roy, how are you doing? Uh, doing well, doing well, buddy. How about you? What's new? I'm, I'm good. Listen, I want to I wanna bring a little bit more light on the hottest topic we've been talking about tonight, the situation in California. Uh, this pedophile law. Oh, I know. Just, I know you've been reading. I know you read about it. I, I'm sure you're just sick to your stomach. Oh yeah, but see, you know this stuff. You know, California's been doing so many crazy things lately. Uh, I believe last year they put in a law that you know, being drunk in public is no longer a crime. You can be laid out on the sidewalk, a stone drunk, and it's not illegal anymore in California, or just you know, just wherever in public. But this person that wrote this law, his name is Scott Weiner. He's a homosexual state representative from San Francisco. This guy, what a lot of people don't realize about this guy, a couple of years ago he wrote a, a, a bill called SB 239. And in that bill, what it did was, and of course at the time Moonbeam was governor, I believe it was two years ago, maybe it was a little bit longer. It was either Brown, I think it was Brown, was still governing when this bill came out And of course they signed it But what this bill did Was reduce the penalty If you knowingly Infected somebody with HIV uh, Through sexual intercourse Without informing that person uh, That you were infected It was previously a felony It was reduced to a misdemeanor That's what SB 239 did I mean yeah. These people you know, California has a super democratic majority. I mean, Republicans can do nothing in California. They can't stop anything in California. Uh, you know, as long as the people are so crazy in California, they keep voting for these lunatics, uh, it, it just gets worse and worse. And this pedophilia bill here, that uh, as long as the perpetrator is no more than 10 years older uh, than the person they're having sex with, I mean, you know, we're talking about a 21-year-old can have sex with, a, with an 11-year-old girl and, and, and pretty much get away with it. Uh, and I, I've been hearing that a lot of this is going down because they're about to break up some of these pedophile rings and they're trying to uh, – people are trying to see why I mean, it's – you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the San Andreas just broke it off. Because the state is so far down the toilet I, I, I just don't know what to say about it anymore It's, it's just sickening Yeah, and so. all their policies and, and, you know, I mean, they're just everything I mean, it's the perfect definition of communism I don't know how to describe it any other way I mean, their their governor is, a, is an asshole uh, You know, it just it goes on and on I mean, it, and, they, and they're not, they're not fixing their, anything They're only making problems worse and they've chased away the middle class. 
And, you know, they pretty much got what they wanted, the Democrats, in terms of having the very rich and then having the very poor. There's no medium. And then that's pretty much how they, you know, look at things, too. I mean, they, they don't care about they don't care about the middle class. I mean, they, they care about their donors and they care about people keeping people in poverty so they they'll get their votes. I believe they, they do care about keeping people in poverty because one of the things they're trying to swing right now is, if they haven't already done so, is to make people that uh, do Lyft and Uber uh, make them employees instead of independent contractors. So 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 in order, if they pull that one through, uh, the people in Uber and Lyft, they would have to be working for the company and get benefits as an employee and that's not going to fly, so those folks will be out of jobs. Then we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people that have part-time jobs who won't have those anymore. I mean, these 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 so-called lawmakers out there are so insane. I, I remember seven years, several years ago, the city of L.A. decided they're going to raise the minimum wage to, I believe it was, uh, they were shooting for $15 an hour, and a week later, all the Walmarts in L.A. shut down. They just closed them. Because it was, it, it just was not competitive. But hey, that's one reason why I got out of there. So I'm done with that. Well, you know, I still love the state. It's a beautiful state, but it's just run by a bunch of idiots. And the people that vote for these idiots, I I cannot give them slack because they keep voting for them. I don't know if it's like they're delusional, or they're walking dead, or what. But the only thing that can save California um, is for. The, the people to rise up and say we've had enough. You know, I want to yeah. tell you a little bit about this. About this, uh, this is the first season that I can think of that I haven't watched any NBA. I haven't watched any Major League Baseball. I don't see myself getting ready to watch any. Uh, uh, excuse me. Yeah, no baseball, no NBA, and I, I, I don't see myself watching any NFL. Because yeah, and, I go through- and you're you're absolutely right. I and, and to be honest with you, I haven't either. There's so many other bigger problems in the world that we're not fixing, and and people want to go watch sports. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Go ahead, sorry. And they've made it so well, see, political. I mean, I, they've made it so they've made it so divisive and so political. Sorry, go ahead. And that, and that's the whole point. When I watch when I go watch when I spend my money to watch a movie. I want to be entertained. I don't want to sit up there and watch Sean Penn or George Clooney or Samuel Jackson or some other fool run their mouth. Uh, I mean, thinking about the stupid political crap they've been saying. I don't want to go see LeBron James or anybody, any other athlete with crap on their jerseys or, 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 or stuff on the basketball court. I don't want to think politics. I do politics enough. I do religion enough. When I, when I go to be entertained, I want to relax my mind. I want to get into the team. I want to have a good time. I want to disengage from the things of the world. So when these jokers, and, 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 and there's absolutely no way I'm going to deal with a situation where I'm looking at people that are going to kneel uh, during the, uh, a national anthem. Too many folks have died behind this red, white, and blue. Too many folks have sacrificed uh, to get to where we're going and there's so many people who don't have a clue that know that this Kaepernick who started this crap, who's no, who's a communist amongst other things, was getting rich from Nike the whole time. 
And and plus that last year in San Francisco, he opted out of his contract. He could still work that year, but he has been been using people, been making money off the top. Now this BLM is using people and making money because that Black Lives Matter money ain't going to no black folks that I'm aware of. So all this stuff is a big sham, it's a big scam. And you, when you get these dumb athletes who's got this enormous athletic ability with small mental skills and no knowledge of history going around trying to tell people what they should think and how to act, I'm just, it's, it's, it's just nauseating, and I can't stand it. I won't have nothing to do with it. I hear you. And, and I don't know how they can justify putting cop killers on the back of their jerseys or putting it on their helmets. I mean, you know, it's like they're defending criminals. I mean, we've seen these things. That, they're they're pretty much all yeah, justified, you know. Yeah, you're right about that. And no matter, you know, what some police might do something bad, yeah, they're they're a lot of these folks that they're celebrating are just are thugs. They're not heroes, you know. Right. I mean, it's it's it, it, it's sickening. And 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 but but see these these uh, people like Silverman and and all these other jokers that are running these leagues, you know I don't know if it's the China money that they're more concerned about. They don't care anything about the American public. I know a lot of these uh, corporate folks. They think if we throw money at it, it'll go away. But just like these mayors in and and Portland and and Chicago, they figure if they just give up room to these. Peaceful po- protesters, they'll, they'll they'll peacefully protest away from their homes, and they'll find out these folks is running down their streets too. So when you feed the beast, the beast wants more, and the beast is going to come after you, and it's going to come after everybody. And, and that's why you don't feed the beast, you don't tolerate nonsense, you put stuff down as soon as it happens, you get control of the situation, and um, you know if, if you're equitable with the law, just like. Unfortunately, I agree with the call that said probably nothing serious is going to happen until November. We get this election done, and they start prosecuting these suckers, all these people, um, Comey, Hillary, the whole nine yards. Then you will be able to get more respect from the American people because then they won't think so much that it's a two-tiered justice system. But when all these folks, Brennan and and Comey and all these people get to break whatever laws they want to, and they still get to stay out of jail, and they get to be on the Communist News Network and all this other nonsense, and they just keep feeding us the propaganda, and we know that we're being hosed. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just like the fact that, you know, the Democrats making all this noise about wanting to see Trump's tax returns. He was a billionaire before he came to Washington. But Clinton and Obama became multimillionaires after they left Washington. I think their tax returns are the ones we really need to see. But, they, you know, Democrats, they change the narrative all the time. And they, 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 they say, I mean, they accuse the Republicans or conservatives of the exact thing that they're doing. And that's really all you have to do is follow them that way. And you can see what the nonsense is. Sam, Sam Tully, I agree with you 100%. Very well said. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you, all that good stuff. Well, they can connect with me on Samuel Tully uh, on YouTube, on Facebook. They haven't thrown me yet out yet on Parlor and Instagram, and also my website, inhimfirst.com. 
I love it. I love it. Um, I, I do want to go to uh, Pastor Rodney Evans. I believe he's with us. Uh, Pastor, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight? Uh, doing very well, my yeah. friend. Um, what's okay. new? What's Next the latest? You can hear me. Well, uh loved all of the people you had on tonight, so I'm going to touch a little bit on some stuff. I, uh, did you see where the one guy got shot tonight that was that went after the Trump supporter? The cops went to arrest him, and he got shot. Uh, I did not. I, that I, was break. I saw, supporter, I saw the video from the other night of the, the guy that got shot, the Trump supporter that got shot in the street. Are you saying there? There was another shooting tonight of a Trump supporter? No. That guy, the guy who shot the Trump supporter, admitted it on audio, on video. So he yes. had He had to do it. I think you saw that. Well, tonight they went to arrest him, and the police shot him and killed him. Well, there you go. There you go. So, so breaking news. That, I, I, so that, yeah. was as, that was as of like an hour ago, right? Yes, it was all over Twitter. Then I just saw a break on Fox News. Uh, go over a couple things. Uh, number one is well, he Biden got what he today. deserved, Pastor. Pastor, he got oh, what he deserved. Most. I mean, and what what what, what yeah, was I mean, it? Did you read the Did you read the story? Was it like a standoff or an altercation between him and the officers? I didn't read the whole thing. I just kind of glanced down at it. I just know they went to arrest him, and and they was a, I think there was a shootout, and he got killed. Wow, so that, that's, that's, I mean, that's, cool. I, that's quite something. Well, you know, like you said, he got what he deserved because he admitted, and then everything he said, the videotapes that we have seen is against everything that he said that happened. So, I mean, it yeah. was proven he was lying. Uh, so, so true. But I, I, Biden today, you know, met with the family when he went out uh was it Wisconsin today where he went? Uh, and he went out there, and that family that he met with, is it the Blake family? Is that is that their last name? Yes, the Blake family. Well, I'm glad Trump didn't meet with the family because I don't know if you saw all the stuff that came out about the family. The father the – fa- The father's people. comments he's, – oh, he's, yeah. the father has made outrageous comments. He's against Jewish people. He's against white people. Uh, retweeted uh, a photo of Jesus being flushed down the commode. Uh, I mean, he's a racist. And I'm just so happy that President Trump had the force, foreknowledge or was told what was going on, but for some reason Biden wasn't. But then Biden was there, and he had a, um, a town hall meeting. I don't know if you saw this. And a lady comes up to the microphone. And she's got a paper. She goes, I was told to read off what was on this paper. She goes, but I, yeah, oh, I, I, I can't. did see I, that. It just, goes, it just goes to show how scripted these Democrats are, and it goes to it goes to show. I mean, just every everything is fake. For I mean, how, how many other scripts have they given have they given to people in the past that we have not known about? I mean, this this is just it's so Hollywood. You know what I mean? I would say the majority of all of his stuff is, is scripted. And if you watch him when he does do like uh, – and when he does talk to the news media a little bit and anything's going on or if he's taking questions, he's looking over to the left at his handlers to make sure he's, he goes to the right person. I mean just watch him when he's on TV and you'll see that. 
I, I kind of pick that up constantly. And last week, me and my wife went up to Cherokee, and I, I'll go on another little thing here that one of your other people said. Even up in Cherokee, uh, here in North Carolina, it's on the north on the Kentucky side or on the North Carolina side of the Smoky Mountains. Um, I never, I never have, I never saw that that way, a Biden flag or Biden anything stuff. I saw Trump stuff in Cherokee. Uh, and you know what they had. You know, it's interesting, Pastor. I mean, you know, it, it's funny because Obama won North Carolina. And, 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 you know, you would think there would at least be some, you know, people in North Carolina with Biden signs. But the fact you saw none, I mean, that just goes to show Trump is going to take North Carolina by a lot. I mean, Trump's going to win there very comfortably. Well, usually, you know, when, you, when I come on, I'll let you know because if we go somewhere, uh, I'll let you know if I've seen anything. And they say they say Biden's up by a couple points here. I don't I don't believe that. Trump was here yesterday uh, in uh, in Wilmington. I saw a new poll. I saw a new poll from Breitbart. I think it was earlier today saying he just took the lead, uh, Trump in North Carolina. Okay, I I didn't see that one. I did see Rasmussen had him back up to fifty percent in the country, which is two percent higher than Obama was at this time when he was president. And I did see another poll. It was on Fox a while ago. Uh, from someone else that I think it was in Pennsylvania that Trump gained like 13 points, so he's just down by a couple, they say now, which I don't believe the polls. I'm, I saw a tweet today where one news agency asked, who who are you voting for? And, they, and it was off record to say, well, we won't tell you on TV. We don't answer our phone, but we're voting for Trump, but we're not telling nobody. So that, there is a strong Trump support that these guys are not getting as long as we keep the Democrats from stealing it from, you know, still trying to steal it from Trump through the mass mail out uh, voting stuff. That's a bunch of, that's a bunch of garbage. Uh, you don't change the rules in the middle of the game. And that's one thing they're trying to do. And we just got to keep uh, speaking up and saying, you know, we got, we got to stop this stuff. It's just people has to vote Republican if they want to save our constitution in this country, because to me, there's no other way right now. Everybody else, the Democrats are just crazy. And I used to be a Democrat years ago when I was growing up, but this thing has just went crazy. Now, let's jump on the sports thing here. Now, my family's sports people. My son played in the CA. Uh, you know, it was Division Two played. I got a nephew that played NCA Division Two. I got a niece that plays NCA Division One. Her dad played Division One. So. Uh, my uncle coached college, so we're a big sports family. I, I was so excited when NASCAR started, but when they started their junk, I quit watching it. I haven't watched a baseball game. I will not watch a football game. I, I'm I'm not watching the NBA game, and I love basketball. I'm not watching that stuff. And then this week, uh, I told my dad and told my wife, I said, if UK comes out with this Black Lives Matter stuff, now we all believe black. Everybody believes black, black Lives Matter. We believe all lives matter, uh, and that it groups them in with that. They came out with a video. I don't think I don't know if you saw that, where these players are, you know, asking the Big Blue Nation to, to get behind them, the movement for justice and and so forth. I told my dad and my wife. I said, no, I'm not watching no more. I said until they fire Calipari. I said because he's used these kids. It's not about Black Lives Matter to Calipari. It is about 
um, it's about the next recruit. He didn't care what the fans thought. I mean, if he wanted to release a statement, release a statement, but don't use the kids. And they've been a big, you know, us Kentucky fans are passionate. And they have been a big uproar in Kentucky. I mean, it is not, and Kentucky fans don't forget. So I hear, I hear. I, I will, oh, it's, 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 it's really been, I mean, you know, I commented on some stuff. I said, you know, my, you know, I got families that are police officers and Calipari and the team just showed me what they thought about my family. But, but in return, after I, go ahead. Pastor, pastor, it is, it's absolutely insane. I I do, I do gotta, I do gotta uh, close out the show here, Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to get right back on. I'll get you back on uh, either Tuesday or Thursday next week. Uh, Tell everybody where they can connect with you. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Rodney Evans. You can, if you want ministry stuff, we do podcasts. I do, uh, you know, YouTube and stuff. You can go over to RodneyEvansMinistries.org and get all of that. And then I want to throw this out there because it's for my wife. We do a new YouTube video for for camping. It's called We're On Our Way Channel. Go over to that. You'll have fun. We just show where we're going camping and stuff. Thank you for having me I on. I love man. it. I love it. I love it, my friend. Uh, thank you so much. Um, everybody, we got disconnected earlier with Matthew Lloyd Collins. Um, you can find him on Facebook, social media. Also, check out his new book on demystifyingmasculinity.com. Again, that's demystifyingmasculinity.com. It's a great, great read. You'll all enjoy it. Um, everyone, Uh, Thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, I hope you all have a lovely and great holiday weekend. Uh, I will see you all on Tuesday night. Until then, I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers.